Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 55th episode of the Talking With The Dad podcast. This evening, we have a lot of exciting and good topics as Steve finds a bug on his desk and has to attend to it very, very quickly. First of all, I want to start out with a shout out to our audio listeners. You guys are awesome. The uh, the Anchor yeah. and Spotify guys, you guys are growing. Um, one thing yeah. I would request is that some in some facet, give us some feedback what you think about the audio is. If you listen to a car or on headsets and stuff, it's really hard to test audio on anything and everything across all the boards. So if you guys give us a feedback on that, that would be awesome. Um, uh, what's up? Shout out to shout out to Klima, man. Uh, congratulations on your new job. And uh, it's one of our uh, one of our listeners. He got a new job as a trucker and he listens to us now while he oh, drives okay. and he looks forward to the episode. So shout out trucker man. Trucker man. That's your new name. We'll refer to you that that's your handle trucker man. I was looking at my gain and one now you get me paranoid if I should turn this thing down or not. Okay, I don't really think you'd bring that up at the beginning of the show. It feels like a little bit of dead air slash inside baseball. No, 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 that no, is no, no. not good topics. Uh, amongst That's the good cool. topics we have this evening. No, listen, this is our this is our time to like get acquainted with each other. And the funny thing is, people don't know that we spend about an hour talking beforehand, but then we really get going in a good talk about how each other's doing on the show. What'd you eat today, Zach? I don't feel like you've eaten enough today. You look kind of pasty. Um, I had a buffalo chicken sandwich for lunch. And then had some burgers for dinner. <laughs> what? You really are a creature of habit, huh? It's the only buffalo chicken sandwich I've had this week. Uh, well, prior to that, weren't you eating it like every day? Because I feel like there was three a time times that a week. Had... Three times a week. <laughs> three times a week at the minimum. And it was like, it was great your breakdown of it. You're like, yeah, so I uh, get up and I do some stuff and then I go get my sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I come back to the house and uh, I eat my sandwich. And then stream. I... Yeah, your stream. How was the stream today, bud? Good, good. We finished Tony Hawk, both both Pro Skater One and Two. I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit later in the episode. Um, oh yeah. I kind of want to lead the lead off the topics tonight. I don't know if we have to get into the topics right now, but with the, with the COD stuff, so we can get that out of the way, fucking nice and early, so we have a good rest of the show. Um, All right, bro. Before we get into the COD stuff, we're gonna practice your breathing exercises. Remember the one the doctors told us about. Listen, so we're gonna do that. I get no more excited over Call of Duty talk than you do either uh, a fighting talk or b when something goes wrong with the computer and there's tech support needed. So tech support. No, listen, I'm, listen, I'm just saying your breathing exercises, but I'm here for you. I don't know why you're getting so hostile. I don't want like, you to I, be here for me. I, I want you to <laughs> take a deep breath. No, no, take a deep no, no. Breath. There, there will be no breathing. There will be no breathing. Until I am, uh, until my face matches the color of my shirt. Then, I just got an image of you in like couples therapy with your future wife. Like, how about you breathe, doctor? How about we get into yours? <laughs> you tell me how you feel. Breathe. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Before this, when I was playing the game with my son, I, I meant to tell you this beforehand. <laughs> He's getting better at the game. Sure. It's amazing. It's amazing to watch him become proficient. So we were just going over some combos. My son is playing uh, Power Rangers for the listening and the viewing audience. And uh, <laughs> he's starting to string together real good combos. So he uh, he put the, he put together about a six hit combo on a villain. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, and he just looked at me, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Proud of you." Nice, <laughs> nice. It's, but I, I got I got to tell you, man, video games for kids are expensive, man. Like it's I can already, and I'm slipping. Like I have never ever bought a skin pack on any game on console for myself. If I can't earn it in the game, I just don't buy it. Sure. I was seriously sitting there looking at DLC packs and season passes for Power Rangers for this kid. Like, oh, he needs that guy and he's going to need the, the Megazord with the alternated uh, tail that's red and blue. And then, oh, this guy only comes in season pass one, but apparently I can still buy the character. I was like, what am I doing? 
Yeah, why? Like, why are you doing all of this? It's like two hundred because he's my kid. I love him. When I brought home the Avengers game for him today, it was like all I could think about was getting home to give him the game. I forgot about the money I spent, which I was and really the fact angry that you have to install like eighty gigs on the PlayStation first. Ten, ten gigs. It's only ten. Wow. Games, yeah, so the game, game must be really shallow. <laughs> no, no, the game the game installed really quick, and then there was a ten gig update day one. Well, how big was the patch. install? I don't know. It, it, it well, mine has an, my PlayStation has an SSD in it, That's so funny. I didn't even get to see how. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, and I was nice, like, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, so you see, I, I I treat myself sometimes. I treat myself well. You know, you on the other hand, you probably you probably have a mechanical drive in your PlayStation, don't you? I don't know. Whatever came with what it, I don't, don't care. Know. What do you mean you don't care? The, the PlayStation? You mean the one with about three? It's it's under boxes of stuff. Right? Where's your Switch? You always pull the Switch from the weirdest place. Where is it? It's right here. <laughs> under. My my headphone box. <laughs> Under, Does that thing still work? What's up? Does that thing still work? The switch? Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna charge it. It's under a uh -huh. it's under a controller. Uh -huh. uh, there's a Rangers jersey on top of it. Like it's a little bit out of reach. Yeah, there's some stuff on top of it for sure. You don't eat food in your room, do you? Uh, I do. Yeah. You do? Oh, okay. Man. We took that picture. I was like, man, this guy keeps it nice and neat in there, man. Or it's, at least it's it is just as neat right now as it was then. Uh, my desk has to be clear. Um, you know, I might have like a bottle of water over like like this guy and maybe something, maybe like another drink over here. But because uh, I play with my arm on the desk and there's not much room other than that. And then uh, right hand is, you know, mouse hand. So it's all over the place. Yeah, I got, I got to keep it clean. I'm actually switching my stuff over here pretty soon, but you can't see over here. So I'm moving everything that was in front in the picture and I'm moving it over here. Interesting. Out of the way. Right. Out of the way. I like it. Out of the way. I like it. But are you sure? Are you sure? I like it. All right, good. I made burgers tonight, and they were delicious. That's what we had. That's what we had. Yeah. I know that's what you had. I came by your house, stared into your window, like I do every night around the time you guys start cooking dinner. I like the new furniture set over there, by the way. And uh, I was like, oh, Zach's having burgers. I'm going home to make. Oh. Whatever you sent me a picture of the other day, I didn't give you full enough props because I was driving was, when I looked at it. The skirt steak? Look, yeah, it looked very good, man. You are getting, have, you're getting a lot. You're getting good. You're getting good. You're getting I have good. mastered my skirt steak um, game, just period. Like, so I, we did mastered a, as in there's nothing else you need to learn about this? Oh, man. Um, I, you know, I could, I could get <laughs> cooking time down to like a science Right, uh -huh. instead of looking at it and seeing, right. but right. looking at it and see eyeballing it, man, is it's coming out perfect. Um, I, I took like I literally a fork, the side of a fork, and was able to cut the steak. It was how tender it was. So, oh, nice. yeah, nice. I, I did it in a, a different marinade this time than I did last time. Last time I did uh, a, a zesty Italian. This is a, a trick I picked up from my dad. He just buy like uh, salad dressing. And dump the salad dressing on it and let it marinate, and that works really well. Especially Italian dressing works really, really well on steak. Um, but this time I picked up a, a sesame ginger marinade, and that was really, really good. Very good. How many pounds did you make? I, I don't know. Um, when we got it from the butcher like a month ago, we had gotten two uh, skirt steaks, like long. They were like literally, I don't know, two and a half, like two foot long, something like that, each. And I had cut both in half and then cooked half of each um, at a time. And I did that oh, again. Oh, you just, ah, you, I didn't you keep your meat that long for a month? Uh, it depends on what it is. Skirt steak, I don't want to have, you know, 
two times in a week because it is so good. Um, yeah. So you want to keep that like a treat. But like everything else, you know, two, three weeks maybe. We go through okay. it pretty quick. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Oh, man, uh, now that the pleasantries are over, we got some. Con- I got one controversial topic tonight. It's not really controversial, but uh, it's so funny, man, because uh, okay. you know the, the internet's a savage, savage place. Not for the meek, not for the meek. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and dare I say, it's not for people who use words like "I need a safe space" or "I retreated to a safe space" or "I know a safe space" or "I visited a safe space." If that's in your general vernacular, the internet might not be the place for you. But I'm gonna let Zach lead it off a cod because I was thinking about you when I brought up this one topic that I have down here: drama, Disney, Mandalorian. It's not sure. because of the actual drama going on in the set. Okay. There is no drama. They just had to do some reshoots. But when I tell you what happened next. I already know what face you're gonna make. You're gonna go like this, and they're okay. gonna be like, "I don't, I don't understand people." So give me the COD news, man. So break it down for us. I'll break it down the way that I, I had seen it a few days ago. I had seen the fact that, um, you remember how I told you the when I watched the trailer, it looked exactly like Modern Warfare, the way that yeah. the character, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way they played. So it actually came out recoil. Yeah. Right, it actually came out that they're using the same engine. Even though Treyarch had said that they weren't, they're using the same engine with some minor tweaks is what they said. So that actually came out. I was correct on that. I think I had said that a while ago. Um, <laughs> so I had seen that, and I'm like, well, that's it. I'm not buying the game, right? Like, I didn't like the engine last time. I didn't like the double sprint. I didn't like, you know, a number of the things and the way that everything worked. Right. And then we get this leak here that... Okay. Um, there is no tactical sprint, so there's no double sprint is what I called it, right? There are no doors. We're getting a mini-map back. We're back to 150 health. Health bars are visible above the enemy. This is, we're, all, we're going back. So far, this is just exactly like Black Ops 4, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, Ghost is a perk, right? And that's really, really exciting. Uh, Ninja is another perk. That's, a, that's another very exciting thing. We're getting Flak Jacket and Scavenger. A lot of the stuff that we had seen in Black Ops 1 is all coming back. Um, that looks really good. Another thing I didn't like about this was there's only five custom classes. I actually tend to be a person who likes to have like 10 or 15 uh, for right. any, any possible scenario, and usually five of those are the same gun. Um, so, yeah, with this leak, I was a little... Uh, I was a little, a little more excited, right? No, okay. no tactical sprint, so that means that you know the time to, you know, when you're running to when you can pull up your gun and shoot is going to be much less than what it was. No doors. I thought the doors were f- stupid. Um, and then we're getting a regular mini map back. So, can I ask a question? Sure, man. What a bit of a uh, bit of symbolism. Uh, are you familiar with the hip hop artist Nas? A little bit, a little bit. All right. You know that his uh, most famous album, or most his well received, brings up nostalgia for most people is an album called uh, Illmatic. Do you know that album at all? Uh, Probably heard the name before. I've definitely heard the not, name. Um, not Stillmatic, Illmatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's, there's, a, there's another hip hop group of actually from the same area, Queensbridge, called Mob Deep. I know and, who uh, Mob Deep is. Yeah. And people love their first album, right? Okay. So Illmatic, Mob Deep's first album built their core fan right fan base people love it yeah this is a really good album i've listened to this album a bunch actually it's a it's a classic both classics so good that it worked against not so much nas but it did impact his career for many years because people wanted another illmatic right they wanted another they wanted that over again and they wanted the same thing with mob deep so much to the point that when mob deep whose career had been dwindling at this point got signed to a very lucrative deal with the great profit 50 cent uh over at uh, g unit 
50 Cent outright said the album we made wasn't bad. And it wasn't. He was like, you know why I canned? Because their fans can't get over that first album. And they refuse to buy anything. That's fair. Now, I just want to ask you a little inside baseball talk, as you say. Is there an element of that with COD, right? I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm asking, is there an element of that with COD sure. where does does the nostalgia get in the way of not, let's not look at the last game, right? That's a poor representation, mm-hmm. but a possible new growth, right? Man, um, so the the COD community widely considers their first Call of Duty the best game ever made, right? You hear the argument made a lot for Call of Duty 4, which is when the vast majority of people started. Uh, and then again for Modern Warfare 2 is when pretty much the rest of the core base started playing Call of Duty, right? Um, some World at War, not as much. Some Black Ops 1, not as much, right? They're right in that uh, same four-game era of what we consider the golden era, in my opinion. Um, some, I'd say it's up to Black Ops 2, but um, yeah, absolutely. People do see that. Now, with that being said, um, some people don't don't put those games in the top four, right? Call of Duty 4 is, is always number one in almost everybody's list because of how simplistic and how good the game was. Um, mm-hmm. But... You know, a lot of people look at it. I look at it from a competitive standpoint where I think Black Ops 2 is potentially the best ever made. A lot of people look at it uh, as pub public game standpoint, which Modern Warfare 3 might have been the best for that or um, Black Ops 3 might have been the best for that. It's, it's all over the place. But a lot of people generally consider their first Call of Duty the best one ever made. Yeah, because I, I mean, I get it. I get it. when there are things that are broken or things that are not enjoyable about a game, you know, that obviously is going to kick up in this style, uh, euphoric recall a little bit there, but it doesn't discredit the fact, it doesn't discount the fact sure. that this is a bad addition, right? Sure. We can all look at that type of stuff and go like, hey, this version of Street Fighter, it's not that I love the first, the first Seven. version of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's just that this is a bad game, sure. right? And I think sometimes fans get uh, get called chills for this type of stuff because it's like, oh, you just can't let go of how good the original was. But it's a double-edged sword, right? You want to see new things that added to the thing that you love. You want to see a new engine. You want to see new features. But how, I always wonder whenever we're talking about this stuff, how much of it is like we can't let go of how good it was before and we're judging it through those eyes. But based on what you've told me right now, man, like and especially seeing, hearing the enthusiasm in your voice, this all sounds like good stuff. <laughs> I'm, exci- I'm excited again. I'm excited again. Um, okay. I, I trust in Triarch. I really do. The Black Ops series now is the better series. Uh, if you asked me this about five years ago, I, w- I would have said that you were crazy. Um, but Black Ops now is the better series. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to want to want to get behind it because of how much I was burnt with the last, other excluding Black Ops 4, the last, I don't know how many Call of Duties, right? Um, yeah. World War II was okay. Infinite Warfare was a steaming pile of garbage. Advanced Warfare was was not a bad game, but it wasn't a Call of Duty. If 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 you kind of get what I'm saying there, um, Black Ops Four was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot, but it might have been because of who I was playing with and how much we were playing together and how dominant we were in playing. Um, was that when you were running with Cash and these guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when we were running okay. a full team of five. Um, you know, if you really look back at it. You know, Black Ops 3 was okay. I actually enjoyed Black Ops 3 um, for the most part, but there were a lot of bullshit in the in the game. I didn't like jetpacks. Um, you know, if you look back at it, Ghost objectively wasn't a great game. I enjoyed the movement, but the, that was about it. The maps were awful. Um, Black Ops 2 might have been the last great Call of Duty. And, you know, and we're going back, I don't even know, eight years now? 
for, for mm. Black Ops 2, eight, seven, eight years, something like that. And that's where we're looking at the last, like, traditionally great Call of Duty. Now, if this is boots on the ground and it has all of the stuff in it that they say it will, uh, there's a chance that this game is very good. Um, a chance, though, right? A very good game isn't released a very good game. A very good game is looked back upon as very good because of the support, because of the the additions and the subtractions, right? An important thing, I think, in game development is realizing when you did something bad and removing it from a game. Um, right. Right now, Tarkov could fix a lot of their issues if they removed um, some of the explosives from the game and just admit that they were wrong, right? And that would bring a lot of players back. And that that's a change like that is when you look back and go, okay, they made a mistake, they saw the mistake, and then they removed it, right? Um, it's happened a bunch of times in Call of Duty games. They had altered um, from Black Ops 1 to Black Ops 2, they changed the ghost perk because in Black Ops 1, this is back in a time where they didn't really patch games very often. Um, if you were sitting still, Ghost was still active. Ghost allows you to not be seen by enemy UAVs. You wouldn't be seen shooting on the mini-map. Uh, there's a number of uh, perks to it. But in Black Ops 2, they changed it, so you had to be moving. And if you stayed still for three seconds or whatever it was, I think it was two and a half, three seconds, uh, you showed up on the mini-map regardless of, of what perk you had on. Um, and that okay. promoted people to move, right? And Modern Warfare didn't do that. Modern Warfare promoted people to sit still, hold an angle, and become more of this tactical shooter that Call of Duty just isn't. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. For sure, we'll see. I, I trust Treyarch. Treyarch patches their game a lot. Um, at one point, we were getting almost weekly updates in Black Ops 4 uh, to fix things, to to change the way things work, and then content drops. So, we'll see. You know what's funny, man? <laughs> I'm gonna get you a shirt that says in Treyarch we trust. <laughs> it's just like a picture it's of your it's frame. A, it's a hashtag right now. It's a, <laughs> it's a pretty big hashtag, yeah. And this is the great case for being a what's the a casual, right? You know, because as a casual, you just get to enjoy something you'll never know. You'll never know unless your buddy tells you, unless that one grizzled jaded veteran that you play video games with just points out everything wrong with the game you'll just play call of duty and enjoy it it's funny because i did a survey with some people and i was just like hey man you've been playing cod for a while can you just tell me what your level of attachment to the game is and almost unanimously everyone i know uh said hey i just come home i play some games with my buddies after sure. work they're not like deep into the development they wouldn't even know what a bug or a potential fix or a nerf or any of those other terms i've learned from hanging out with you guys any of that stuff and uh they just play to have fun and i think that's the bliss of being a casual fan of something sure but then you at some point everyone always crosses over that line to where you really start taking something serious right no you don't have to no yeah. you, you definitely don't have to i've always been a casual battlefield fan right I mean, I, I'm, I can use the the in-meta guns, but, yeah. you know, that's about it. I've always been a very casual Battlefield fan, and I've never really taken it very seriously. It's going to be interesting to see how people uh, react to this new game, and I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm really going to be interested because now that I know people, more people who play COD, I've always known them, but I just, you know, didn't talk to them. But now I'm <laughs> like, I'm in communication with them more. I'm, I'm just going to be really interested to see how people receive it because almost everyone unanimously... No, I'm sorry. That's the wrong word. The last game was very divisive. There's some people that love it, sure. some people who tolerate it, and then there's some people who just downright hate it. So I'm looking forward to see how people receive this one. But that's not what I care about, man. You know, we talk about COD all the time. We talk about UFC all the time. What I really want to talk about is Tony Hawk. This is what I came here for tonight, man. Okay. This is why I, this is why I showed up. Let me tell you my experience with Tony Hawk, man. Okay. PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1. Sure. 
my ex-girlfriend's scummy friend comes by my mom's house in Harlem and says, hey, I got this demo. And I'm with my best friend at the time, Sully. He's still one of my best friends. And uh, we're like, hey, let's check it out. This is back when you used to get demo CDs. Like, demo discs, out of absolutely. Yeah. You would, you would find them in the back of a magazine sometimes. Yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, take this home. So we pop it in, throw some Deftones on, get it cracking. I got to tell you, man, I will never forget the first time I saw the instant replay feature and how great it would yeah. sync up to music. You know, when you hit a vert and your buddy does an ollie right over your head or yeah. when you're doing a grind on the vert and he flies past you. Well, you and I both know that when that happens in real life, someone could potentially die. Right. <laughs> like it is very choreographed in real life. Yeah. Let's be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the person <laughs> under knows exactly what they're doing, and the person over knows exactly how far That's they have to get over. But in Tony Hawk, there's no law, man. Absolutely. You just do what you, you just do what you want to do. And then as the moves started coming out, when you started realizing there was more stuff you could do, like the Supermans and just like how to rack up points in that game, ground-breaking stuff. Absolutely. Now, I, didn't buy the, I didn't buy the game yet. We're well past nostalgia here because they did us one solid. Not only did they change very little from what I hear, they just made it look visually beautiful. It is very good. Um, it is a Take really, a really, really, really well done remaster. Um, yeah. They updated the graphics and all the same old little stuff is there, right? Yeah. I was able to like do an air walk to, where, to the point where my feet touched the ground and still land yeah. it, right? Because the board <laughs> would just instant pop under you. Um, I could still spam fucking random tricks in the air and, and do what like the nostalgia hit me super hard today while I was playing it for sure. Because I've I've played those games so so many times. Um, I even at one point because uh, I forget which map which uh, which yeah what map it is, but mm -hmm. there's a Tony Hawk American Wasteland poster up, and I'm like oh, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite game. That's my favorite game out of the series. Tony Hawk American Wasteland is my favorite game out of the entire series, and I'm like, does that mean we're getting a remaster? And I stood I sat there and like literally stared at it for a second because I was like that that's my that's my game. I love that game so much. Um, yeah, it's very, very good. It is really, really well done. I'm curious on how the multiplayer works because it looks like it's pop-in, pop-out co-op. Okay, yeah, you, you said that before the show, uh, but it's for some reason my dyslexia is kicking in and the words are reversing themselves. What does that mean exactly? So pop-in, pop-out. So you, okay, you you don't you don't referring to that. You don't know what this refers to at all. So in a story mode, right? When say I'm playing through the new Call of Duty when it comes out, and I'm right. five missions into the game. You can just oh, join you. me. Yeah. You can just pop in, and then you just join me along the, along the way, right? Yeah, yeah, like the division, yeah. The, the division's more of an MMO than it is a, a story-driven uh, experience, but sure. Um, but this, to me, looks like I could be on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 Philadelphia, which is, like, super far down the list of, of zones you unlock, uh, and I feel like you could just join me, and we could just play together. That's what it seems like to me. I can't wait. It's a couple of paychecks away for me. You know, I'm just yeah. going to have to like struggle it out because I had to put my money where it was most, mostly importantly needed. It had to go somewhere very important. But how many people were streaming it today? Did it make good numbers on Twitch? Were there a lot of people getting into it? I have no idea. I look, I started streaming and then didn't, didn't look at the, I like the demographics. You like, I got I into care. it. I was going to play anyway, you know? <laughs> It's funny because uh, people were coming to pick it up from the school today, man. And it was just like, it was amazing because it was mostly guys my age showing up. Yeah. <laughs> like one dude had a. Let's see. Uh, had, sandal, had sandals on and a wife beater, and his ponytail sure. was just 
barely grip into his bald head and he's just like uh, is my game here and i'm like it sure is dan it, um, sure is. it looks like there's about forty thousand people watching it right now so not great but it's a tony hawk game and it's two games that have already it's been out forever you know this game came out in what the uh, 90s the the, the yeah. mid to late 90s so yeah makes like sense yeah, maybe like 98 the first one came out, was it? 97, 98, something like that. I, I definitely don't doubt it. Oh, man, that's back when they had those good polygon graphics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this game was groundbreaking when it came out. These games were both groundbreaking Absolutely. when it came out. The physics and stuff that, that they did were incredible. I remember the the biggest uh, gripe people had with it, uh, like actual skaters. They were like, man, this is just uh, this guy just propels himself. Into with the very air. Little air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it's funny, man, because if we can de- uh, derail from that for a second, it's funny how that game, because Tony Hawk had always been relevant in the scene. His amateur, I mean, his amateur to his professional career as a child yeah. is just amazing. He right? was pro at like 14 or something. And just think, you know, the thing about the guys he was going against at his time, no one to be scoffed at. Even if you weren't a huge vert person, True. because that was mostly a, that was mostly a West Coast thing, and most West Coast, and they started building some vert pipes and uh, like the Midwest and stuff. But it was predominantly a West Coast scene thing. Mm-hmm. And Tony did something that a lot of skaters from that era couldn't do when that era was coming to an end. He was able to transition to street skating, but not only trans. Yeah not only transitioned to street skating but he also stepped it up a notch a lot of stuff when you look at it now it's like man that was a lot of people thought it was corny but i'm like can you do it can you do it yeah like can you can you pull the tricks off that he's doing even if it is kind of i remember someone calling them the skateboarding evil knievel i'm like yeah but can you do it bro like, no, like I, that, that's a really really poor and disingenuous assessment of of, of who he was as a skater of a legend as of, a legend. of anybody right because yeah. you'd have to say the entire vert scene is the evil knievel of, of skateboarding but it's not they know what they're doing you know yeah, absolutely. a lot of evil knievel was fuck it just do it right and see what happens right travis pastrana is the modern day evil evil knievel and we, we could all probably agree on that um have you ever heard tony hawk talk about his transition in the street street uh street skating yeah, a few times, a few different he times. He yeah. fucking hated it. Um, yeah. Absolutely hated it. He was. He said he was terrible at it. And he got hurt more doing that than he ever did doing vert. Um, and then had to transition back. And what was more incredible was that he was super popular in vert. And then it transitioned to street. And right when he thought his career was ending, the X Games started. Right, yep. and then he was able to get into the X Games and make make a huge career for himself. And then the games came out, and that's when he really started getting paid. From from what I understand, it's it's incredible. He made it's surprising the amount of money he made as a kid, especially considering what his manager is. It's it's also amazing how much those two guys are like. I always forget. His, I think it's Stacy. What's the dude's name? Uh, from Dog from Dogtown. But they pretty much follow the same. They have the same cadence almost. <laughs> they pretty much have the same stature as kids. And he was like that. Even his uh, original coaches, like when I met him. I just knew there was going to be something great about him. And to think about him going against like guys like Gator, who was just like a powerhouse of skating. Sure. Like Gator just had so much thrust behind everything he did in the vert. But at any rate, I don't want to take, go down too far in nostalgia. Like it's, it is interesting though, because at one point I remember it was really cool to hate Tony Hawk. And I would just be like, but bro, can you do it? You know, I would be sitting around yeah. union square and, uh, or uh, the cube and, you know, you just, just bum street skaters, man. And there's some sick kids that were really sick. Not any of the kids that were there, though. There were a couple that were really nice, and I was uh-huh. just like, dude, come on, man. You're like, 
these are these are crappy rails. It's a crappy grind. You haven't landed a kickflip in days. <laughs> Who do you think yeah. you are? That person the now, the cool person to hate right now is Najee Houston because he wins everything. Because he wins absolutely everything, and he's a dick about it. Apparently, yeah, well, from I mean, what I've heard. So, but Tony apparently wasn't. I mean, he wasn't trying to be a dick. He was literally like, "Hey, man, great, nice trick, man. Maybe we'll get it together next time." And people were just like, "I hate you." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I'll I've buy your sandwich <laughs> sandwich afterwards. You know what else came out that was really bad out of the Tony Hawk game era? Uh, you're probably gonna get really mad right now, but I can see you loving this. It was the Dave Mirror game? I, I love those games. Absolutely, Dave Mirror BMX. They're they're yeah. actually hilariously bad. Yeah. And they have, but what's crazy about all of these games, right? The Dave Mirror BMX right. games and the Tony Hawk games, incredible soundtracks. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They updated the soundtrack for the games, so they changed the soundtracks, but it's just as good, in my opinion. <sighs> Man, you don't, Zach, you know, you, you just don't know that era of music. I mean, you do, obviously, but it's just like, it's amazing, man. It's, it, it really it really is amazing. It's, it's funny to think about how many different types of music that skaters will argue over and what's the authentic music. And I'm just like, come on, are you, are you none kidding me? None of it matters. None of it, none of it matters. It's, it's not a thing that we're like, this this matters in, in the slightest. Oh, 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 no, dude, it did. It In the 90s, it mattered. The worst thing you could be in that time was a poser. Someone that wore a, a poot t-shirt and like was a deck walker. Do you know what this is? Uh, I believe a deck walker might be what's considered a mall grab now. No, a deck walker is someone who has a deck and they just walk around with it and they never put the deck down and they uh, don't skate it. <laughs> They're that guy that just... That's pretty <laughs> shitty. That's pretty shitty. <laughs> but at any rate, man, that's why I'm glad they rebastered this game because... It really speaks to like another generation. I love these generational gaps that are bridged by this stuff. Like new people get to play it who've never experienced the original games who would hate it now. And then people who played the original games get to, you know, relive those days. And hopefully you guys don't all go out and relapse on drugs. That part of your life is over, man. Listen, your wife does not want to wake up to you playing skateboarding games at four in the morning. <laughs> Let Zach and the young guys do that. Uh, I mean, I won't have to. I, I've already beat both games, right? And hold on. Let, no. me, let me quantify beat for you, right? I might Were you sweating? Have... Was I? No. Were you sweating when you played the game? How long did no. it take you to beat both games? Just under five hours. <sighs> I remembered where most of the stuff was, though, right? Okay. There were a few maps where I didn't remember where, like, T was right. for skate, Right. But I like when I Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, when I got when I got into Hangar, the first map, right? Everyone knows this is the most iconic map maybe of all of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Right. I completed five out of nine missions on the first run. And okay. two of the ones that I didn't complete were the were the uh, pro and sick level high score. Because th that's not my first goal, because I could do those at any given moment, right? I got like the the barrels, the the fucking uh, pilot thing, like all the little collectibles. I got them all in the first run. Skate, I got like immediately. I opened up both of the uh, the the secret areas in that map on the first run. Like, I knew exactly where everything was. It helped. Which uh, which controller were you playing? Were you playing with your PS4 or your Xbox? Xbox, because PS4 controllers are annoying to use in Epic. Uh, you know what? You should give yourself a challenge, man. Why not play, try with your keyboard and mouse? I can. I can do it. Give yourself a Give yourself, I can do it. Nothing's going to stop me. Uh, Once I get the... It would take me, like, probably two runs to get down, like, timing on things, but I'd be fine. I, it wouldn't matter. 
Did they uh, include any cool uh, cutscenes and cinematics? Any uh, skate tapes for free in this stuff? The original ones. The original ones oh, that came with it. Wow. I'm sure there's updated ones, but you have to play yeah. through the story with each different character to uh, to unlock that. And I wasn't about that. I, I made my own creative character, and then played through the played through the story with my my own creative character. Replayability for you? Think you're gonna be able to go back and play for a little while, binge on it? Sure. Yeah, I don't see why. I love skateboarding games. Um, I do. I just, I just do. I love skateboarding, right? Um, yeah. I, the, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll make try to make a run at like the, the leaderboards for like certain maps or whatever. But I tried one and I was like three hundred ninety or something on like a, a not a great run. So best place you've ever skated in real life and the scariest place you've ever skated in real life. Um. The scariest is probably like behind grocery stores or some shit because it's always like you're going to get caught and kicked out or fucking you're going to jump off that uh, that loading dock and break an ankle, right? Because it's always super sketchy. Um, the best place? There was a park in the Outer Banks, North Carolina that I skated that was really, really nice. I don't bring my I don't bring my deck everywhere I go. So, but yeah, probably probably that. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, I think the best place I've ever skated is actually now I can say this because I don't live there anymore. But in Encino, uh, right down the road from where I used to work, uh, so I think it's like uh, what is that street, Sherman Way or, or something? I don't know. But but in Encino, right next to where the Chili My Soul used to be, there's this little parking lot where the 101 freeway is. Okay. And you can see, you can see the the parking lot from the freeway. So there's a gate. You get over the gate. Mm-hmm. You get into that. You get into that parking lot. And then the first top levels, the security guard never comes up there. So you can skate up there. Because but it's, it's just flat? It's No, 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 no. Now you got to let me finish, bro. Okay. <laughs> it's smooth as all get out. Uh-huh. But there's this ever so slight little dip into this weird place. I don't know what they were trying to build. So I'm trying to describe. It looks like a little amoeba. Just imagine this weird little indent that's uh-huh. about 20 or 30 feet. And you just you come down the smooth part, and it almost feels like you're in. A, if you've never skated a pool, which I never have, that's the feeling you get. And then, of course, at the end of the night, when everyone was done being stupid and like doing dumb little ollies and stuff like that, we're gonna see if we can take this thing all the way down to the first level. Never made it. Almost really? flew. Almost flew out of the parking lot one day. I'm not even kidding. You did know you that? Used to, that? Did you used to bomb hills or no? Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Echo Park. Down from down from a uh, Figueroa Terrace down to Sunset, I actually bombed that. Amazing, took me five times to get it right. Okay, and the the, the other four times were hideous wipes. Yeah, like hor- horrible. I, I remember bombing a <laughs> hill once that I had no reason to do. I had no reason to be on that fucking hill because it was like a mile and a half long and just. I don't even. I don't know what the angle was, but by a, by about three quarters of the way down, I realized there's a four way intersection at the end of it, and uh, yeah, I had to I had to jump off and run it out, and that was bad because I was I was cooking like probably twenty five thirty miles an hour. I didn't know, uh, so I admittedly I've never bombed a hill before ever, and I didn't know to go back and forth, so I just tried to bullet straight down this thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh. You know, so you, you can obviously you obviously know what happened next, right? My legs gave out from under the board and I freaking hit my head on a car. <laughs> I, I flew right yeah. into a car, dude. I, I was always uh, I was always mixed on the going back and forth thing because I, I was always uh I wanted to go as fast as I possibly could. 
so yeah. I would and just fucking cook it down a hill. I got really good at like that uh, jumping off the board and like start running midair so your body like catches up. And then uh, I, I attribute most of my knee problems to that probably. <laughs> I know for a fact that's why my ankle is real weird. <laughs> like, I yeah, I had a you click know, in an ankle that, that probably is from that. Yeah. You should, do you do any BMX biking or anything like that? A, lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot, a lot. More BMX than skateboarding for sure. You psychopath! I can't, I can't deal with it, man. I can't deal with it. You know, I, the thing I worry about around here somewhere. So, my mom sold my BMX bike when I moved to LA. I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Well, I didn't think you needed it." I'm like, "But you sold it? You didn't give me the money?" I'm like, "That's that's a little messed up." No, very messed up. <laughs> See, I'm gonna yeah. call her after this. Like, you need to listen to this episode. <laughs> Any last thoughts on Tony Hawk, man? Anything you want? Because I'm. I'm with you. I'm going to do the multiplayer. I just, you know, I had to spend my money somewhere else this week. I just had to go. You had to buy two copies of the Avengers, which is um, a mediocre purchase at best from what I've seen of it. Um, You know, it's, it's, let me ask you a question. When you were born a troll, did the first thing that your mouth was like, you know, I've been in better hospitals and the doctor's like, this is, you're just born. You haven't been to any other hospital before. <laughs> no, um, actually, no. Let me let me be fair, right? I was I was looking at people play the game. Um, right, right. They had right. skipped the single player and went straight into the multiplayer, which mm-hmm. is is what I would do if I bought the game. Right. Right. The combat looked very generic. You know, obviously you're the Hulk or the fucking Thor or whatever, but it's like it looked. Noob. No, I, I'm just not a not a fucking nerd like that. But no, I'm a nerd in many other aspects of my life, but comic books are for fucking super nerds. Um, no, you're a, you're and a weirdos. Nerd. I like flowers. You're, you're you're the biggest weirdo I know. To you're a milk carton weirdo. Um, no, 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 I pull that one back. That's too far. You're not that guy on the milk carton. <laughs> um, it just looked it just looked generic for me. You know, it yeah. looks like you could have put different skins in there and it was the same game right like there didn't look like there was anything like you could have replaced the hulk and thor and fucking i i don't even know who else there is in the game right i have so little interest um and just made up fictional characters that did the same thing and it wouldn't change the way that the game looked or played or felt right i Uh, i mean I can understand off-site how maybe you would uh, you would say something like that because I'm playing with Thor and then playing with Hulk and then playing with Captain America and Iron Man. They are, in fact, they move completely different. I'm not, diff- I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like the the game doesn't look like it provides a unique experience past things that I could I could play elsewhere. Well, I mean, I, the same could be said about shooters in any genre game, right? It's like Call of Duty doesn't bring anything to the table that I couldn't superimpose another looking outside in. If I'm not an avid player or enjoyer of this genre, sure. it doesn't have anything. It's it doesn't it doesn't have anything that would make me go, oh, well, that guy shot that gun over there, and that guy shot that gun over there. And he ran, but I can see what you're saying. I think the thing I enjoyed from the little I got to play of it, my least favorite character was Iron Man. So here's the sad. The Apparently, thing, the he's sad, the strongest from from what I've what I've listened to people talk. Him, no, and, actually, him and Thor are like the strongest. Actually, believe it or not, Captain America. The brief time you get to play with him in the beginning of the game is the most OP version 
of any superhero of light. And it was actually pretty fun to throw that shield around for the first time. Sure. But the thing that sucked about playing with uh, Iron Man, and I'm going to tie in another game here. So when Anthem came out, everyone assumed that one day when we get an Iron Man game, it's gonna he's going to fly like that, right? It's going to be that type of flying okay. experience. This felt very restrained for the type of character that Iron Man traditionally has been in the movies, mm-hmm. and more importantly, in the comic books. And you just have this image in your head as a kid or a comic book reader like, man, Tony Stark is as free as they come. Thor swinging his hammer felt exactly like I assumed it would be, like in playing. But the doesn't game. he play like Kratos? No, he doesn't play like Kratos at all. Kratos is like whirling dervish style of fighting is nothing like Thor's. In fact, Kratos actually he's probably my favorite me- melee character to play with. But no, it doesn't feel like that at all. I'll tell you who Thor actually does feel like. He feels like someone I can't put my finger on in a fighting game it, like it has a very similar feeling to that hulk plays like hulk i was a little bit i was very happy with his movements he's a lot faster than i thought he would be looking at the design of the character the only person i didn't really really enjoy playing with was uh black widow okay and that's only if be- that's only because it was just like you know you're playing against taskmasters there's a lot of cinematic cutscenes like in the game and it's just a stale kind of fight because it's basically you just it's just there to advance the story it's not how you would want so you fight taskmaster in the spider-man game mm-hmm. and one of his big traits is he's able to copy another person's movements they did a really good job of that in the, in the spider-man game and this however it was just more of like dialogue stuff but i will say the character i was really impressed with was with amala khan the the young girl who has the stretchy uh, appendices. Like, I was really surprised about how good it felt to play with that character, and I hate that character in the comics. But I'm looking forward to the the whole thing. I just... A part of me keeps going back and forth on the story. I'm happy that they didn't do an MCU event right i'm I'm happy it wasn't something that was just like a tie-in to the movie i'm glad they tried to strike on on their own i was just thinking in retrospect man i really wish it would have aim as a good villain i just wish they would have had a big a bigger bad in it and i have i've done everything in my power not to watch spoilers okay. stuff pops up in your timeline but sure. that's going to be my my number one complaint is like i wish that it was uh something and maybe the mcu has ruined me in that way because even in the comic books, you had arcs that built up to a bigger thing, but I just wanted it to be a bigger bad. And I'm pretty sure I know who the big bad is in this game. It was another thing that really kind of ticked me off too. So you fight one of Hulk's main antagonists from the comic books, the the Abomination. And I thought that fight was way too easy. It was way too quick. I'm going to try it on the hardest level possible and see if it's different when I play it. Okay. But I, it was just one of those things where I was like, well, that was... Unless he's coming back in a game, and this is just one of those plot developments where it's like you beat him and then he comes back way stronger. Yeah. It just felt it felt really lame. But I'm actually I'm, I'm I'm really happy with the game, man. And everyone else I know that enjoys this genre game, they're really happy with it too. I don't know where they're gonna go from this, right? They're a, you know I don't, I don't know what they could do for a sequel. It's too early to call that. I'm sure we got a lot of online content to go through, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm looking at the gameplay right now. Um, yeah, podcast obviously can't see it. Um, it, I don't know. There's, it, 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 to me, it doesn't seem like there's anything that it brings a huge, like unique thing that you have to play, right? Um, and I'm also looking at the numbers on Twitch. It's not doing that great after all the people yeah. that uh, that Marvel paid to play the game got off. Right, like Tim the Tatman and Lupo and Courage, all of those guys were paid to play the game. Um, and Gotta now, 
real fat cash, man. Right. No, I mean, it's fair. I, I appreciate it, right? Uh, if I was paid to play the game, I'd play it too. But other than that, there's 23,000 people playing it or watching it, watching people play it on Twitch right now. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of how I judge how well games are doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's ten o'clock on Friday. This is peak Twitch, right? And that's so that's so weird. It's ten o'clock on a Friday, and the the best thing that can happen right now it's, it's twenty. <laughs> it's COVID COVID twenty twenty, right? Like, like okay. So I'm looking at the game. I'm looking at gameplay right now, and I'm looking at the, some of the skins this guy's going through for Iron Man. Okay, and this is my this is my huge complaint with Iron Man, man. Like, this is not a uh, an Earthbound. When I say Earthbound, like he is an Earthling, but this is a guy that's supposed to be able to take off and do whatever he wants at any given time. And he's supposed to be able to feel like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that he's restricted to like flying maybe 15, 20 feet, depending on the story. That's another thing I don't, I don't really like. Okay. The only thing that sucks too, for me, a guy like me, I'm not going to buy all the skins. If I can't earn half the stuff, there's no point for me to buy it. If it doesn't give any new character attributes, like powers, like if he gets, if I get another Iron Man suit and it's like the mock, 66 and it doesn't have some new attribute to the suit mm-hmm. i'm not buying it i'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole so maybe my my time in the game will be short but i would say the most generic looking person's fighting style is iron man because it didn't it just seems like the developers didn't know what to do with him right so sure. they turn him into a, a turn him into a puncher and that's something you rarely rarely see tony stark's character do you i mean you've seen iron man doing the comics he's not going toe-to-toe with combat, yeah yeah hand-to-hand combat with people it, it happens but again i'm trying not to look at it so much as a comic book reader and just just step into a gaming mode for it i'm not either i'm so i'm looking at it purely from a game aspect to where like even if it wasn't even if it was reskinned as not an avengers game and it was something else right it was a brand new ip and this is what it was it was about fictional fictional right not not actual canon superheroes you know, yeah. would it be something worth playing? And to me, it looks like it's a game that I would rather watch than play. Um, and yeah. even at that, I might not even want to watch it. it. It doesn't like I'm watching this guy do combat right now. And it's like, OK, he's doing the same three things over and over and over again. And it doesn't look like there's much beyond that. Um, when you say the same thing, you mean repetition in his attacks? Is that correct. what your uh, the, drawback is? The, there's three attacks that Iron Man is doing, and that's it. Um, and he dashes with his little lasers, or not his lasers, his, his like thrusters and his hands and shit. Um, you know, there, there's yeah. not a there's not a big learning curve to the game. It doesn't look like there's a big yeah, but this is never a big learning. There's never a big learning curve for these type of games. Like I gotta be honest with you, the hardest thing you ever had to do in God of War might have been try, trying not to get hit. But God of War also has like an incredible story to make up for that. Right. This yeah. even you just said that you wish that it was a different big bad in this game. Potentially, it would be more enticing, you know, no, only, only because like I know how licensing and contracting contracting goes. Sure. I'm just hoping that they didn't do it this way with aim. Hold on. Let me just pause this for a second. OK, I'm hoping that they didn't do this because they couldn't license a better villain. I don't know who the main antagonist is of the game. I have a sneaking suspicion of, of who it is. If it is who I think it is, I'm not going to be disappointed. It's just this is very much an earthbound. If this was a comic story, this is very much an earthbound comic story. I'm more of a Marvel Galaxy type of guy where I like to see the uh, external antagonist sure. coming and causing uh, hell. But there are people who really love these type of story arcs. One of the most uh, 
one of the best story arcs Marvel had, and uh, and people really enjoyed it, was Civil War, and that was all happening on Earth. That was when there was a dispute between the heroes about he- superhuman registration. Okay. A part of me wish they would have done a story like that, but you can't do that because it's been done, right? Sure. We all know how that ends. It's gonna feel really generic. I agree with you. I could see how looking, you know, looking outside in, it's like the same three moves. I think I'm kind of conditioned to that type of stuff, playing these type of games most of my life, so that doesn't bother me. I will ultimately agree if the story falls flat, that's gonna ruin the experience for a lot of people. Sure. That's uh, like that's I haven't that's I haven't heard any reviews on it yet. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a good or a bad sign, right? Like with The Last of Us 2, how divisive it was off the start, off the first day, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're on day 1 right now essentially. Um mm-hmm. a, a full release for everyone now has it. Um there were already reports of how much people hated The Last of Us 2, right? Yeah, or how much yeah. people were like just getting to the story part that People loved The Last of Us. Last of Us 2 now is considered one of the best games ever made, right? You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about that? You and I talked about this. We did a show, and we gave some pushback to people who hated the game. And I'm still giving pushback to people. I haven't played it. I don't have a leg to really stand people on. But based love on, it. People yeah, based on the love argument. It. You you know why. There was a weird thing that was going on when the game came out. Sure. Like, yeah, I, mean, I was just like, you know what? Sometimes you got to be able to separate the narrative and just play the game yourself. Right. Maybe it's, turn off YouTube. Stop listening to that one person that we know who you're talking about. And just play the game yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to jump into it, Zach. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to jump into it. I'm going to probably smash this campaign. It seems really short from what everyone said. It I seems- have... The, the the non-multiplayer stuff seems like it's like 10 hours it seems very very short all the reviews from uh from not i'm not talking about ign but from people who got early access and got to who've beaten the game already streamer i mean i guess content creators sure. i trust they enjoyed the game uh-huh. really uh what is this guy's name i always send you and i always forget his name the black fellow with the, the hat and uh you don't ever I, you don't ever send me this person. Yes, yes, I do, and it's you just say, "Oh, hey, it's your guy." And, no, uh, I just saw that we're we're sub to him on YouTube, but you've What's never sent me videos from this guy. Um, I sent it to you. I sent it to you. I'll, I'll I'll bring it up if I have to. We don't have to go down this road. Please bring it up. Um, his name is uh Young Ripa, I guess. This is the guy that you you enjoy? Yeah. So the funny thing about that guy, and shout out to his channel, man. Um, he is a purist when it comes again. He has a show called For Canon's Sake. <laughs> I'm like, so this is a guy that really, really likes things close to their original uh, source material. But to see him enjoying the game really gave me a lot of hope because I was like, okay, okay. that means that uh, that means at some point, even as an avid comic reader, he got so into the story and he said he enjoyed the ride. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I just here's one thing I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to do this or not. And I don't know if it's a rumor because I'm getting like, super excited for it, but. If the Black Panther DLC is coming out earlier because of the late Chadwick Boseman, I'm buying that. If okay. it's not free, no matter how much it costs, I'm buying it. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to support that character in that scenario. Okay. That's a, I, I like that. I like that for sure. Um, Another I, thing I'm I concerned with a game if, if they're talking about releasing DLC already and the game is just out today. I don't know if I don't know if they're going to. I know this is just like the rumor mill, like other people who report on comic news and uh, like comics, comics explained, uh, comics fan, comic historian, all those guys. They're all saying that they've been hearing murmuring that they're going to release it early because of Chadwick Boseman's death. If they do that, I wouldn't be mad at it. Hopefully, it's in a place where it's uh, it's playable. But uh, you know, it's Black Panther, man, and uh, 
it's gonna be interesting to see what other Avengers characters and my son has the PlayStation version, so we're gonna get that exclusive Spider-Man in 2021. We'll see what that's like because it's not gonna be the Spider-Man from the Sony game. Sure, it's gonna be their uh, their iteration of it. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. I'm really trying to hold back my enthusiasm. This is me trying to hold in every bit of the nerd of myself, and I'm just. It's like you told me my kid did something bad and I'm in full denial about it. I'm not going to acknowledge it. I know he's killing cats in the background, but he's misunderstood is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And, maybe, and maybe those cats had it coming. Okay. Maybe a fat cat jumped on his donuts and it just had to be dealt with. We've all been there. Um, <laughs> I just want I want a non-biased review next week after you've beaten the game. That's what I want. Uh, I'm not going to be the one to be able to provide that for you. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be hard for me to be objective about this and enjoy it at the same time. But what I will do is I'll play with Gavin and I'll get his honest opinion on it because he's going to tell me the truth no matter what. If the game sucks, he's going to say it sucks. And he's going to say it in the most polite way ever. He's going to oh, no, thank you. I don't want to play anymore. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great kid, man. You're like, hey, do you want some more of this? He's like, oh, oh, no, thank you. You eat it, Dad. And I'll let you. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'm not gonna stream it though, man, because it's like nobody wants to sit there and watch me staring at just the screen, sweating, frustrated because I can't figure out how to jump over something, which is usually what happens to me in these type of games. I'm like, why can't I jump over it? Everyone else is jumping over it. Why can't my character jump over it? Here's another gripe I saw. So I did get to see some of the multiplayer, and I wasn't digging the way (laughs) I wasn't digging the way. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. digging the way it looked like Hulk running around and Captain America's looking lost. and <laughs> It just didn't lend itself That's the to players. a very... That's the players, right? If you yeah, yeah. Like team together. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I want someone to give me like a, a, an actual non-biased review of what the game is, right? Right. I'm not going to get it from any of you guys, right? I'm not going to get it from, from you or the group that you're going to be playing with. What do you mean by the group I'm going to be playing with? You guys are all comic book fans, right? You guys are all fans of the Marvel Universe. I need someone who's not a not a comic book person who bought the game because their friends are playing it. I want to I want to know what their opinion is, right? I want someone who can look at the game for what it actually is and, and where its downfalls and where its positives are and tell me tell me what the game is actually like. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure there's someone like that out there for you, buddy. If you keep looking hard enough, you'll find someone that doesn't. There's have definitely a biased not opinion. because none of those people would have bought this game. I'm curious <laughs> what the initial day uh, sales figures are. Uh, that's a good question. I wonder what their pre-orders and their digital downloads were like. Yeah, I'm not sure, but this is going to be really, really bad topics to talk about and have to do 45 minutes worth of research to get any sort of information off of this. If there's it's, any the first information. Day. it's the first day. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what my favorite thing about you is, Zach? Right? <laughs> when you are convinced that something is uh, conspiratorial in nature and just people aren't going to represent it well, I can always trust that you're like, no, nah, we're going to get the numbers and we're going to see how people react to it. Thus far... The biggest complaint I've heard about the game is the shortness of the campaign. Okay. And I I think that's going to work against them. But it's like, it's like the same thing with people who went to go see The Matrix 3 and they were mad about that. I'm like, what were you expecting? This is not here to change your life. It's here to entertain you. But if you're not entertained, then you're not entertained. It's 10 to 12 hours long. I I just looked it up. Um, That's like 86 hours worth of gameplay for me. Uh, Yeah. You're really bad and slow. I get that. Um, Mm Yeah. 
my, my issue was, was like 10 to 12 hours for an average player, right? Someone's going to beat it faster. Someone's going to be slower for a $60 mm-hmm. game for someone who might not want to play the multiplayer is, is, or is a stretch for me. Yeah. But that's a good thing about this type of stuff, man. It's not for everyone. And finally, I feel like there's something for us again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, you know, it's been the era of shooters since I've been hanging out with you. And like, there's not been anything that I've really enjoyed. Play- oh, yeah, I'm sorry. There's Assassin's Creed. There's World War Dark Z. Star, Dark Souls. Grand Theft Auto. World War, World War Z was more fun to play with friends. Grand Theft Auto. Some games I are tr- better to play with friends, for sure. Yeah. Like, I tried to get into Grand Theft Auto, but it was just, you know, it was just, it was too Grand Theft Auto-y. Also, it's really hard to pull yourself out of that zone after hearing the n-word like eight times in a row and not say it yourself when you're around your family like oh you burnt my eggs <laughs> i can't i can't do it <laughs> i'll tell you what i really loved about grand theft auto was that opening scene that was absolutely amazing yeah. like the very that very cut scene that was that was great but oh. you know it's a it's avengers time baby you just gotta let it go, Zach. You just gotta you gotta let people enjoy the I things wanna, they enjoy. I just want to review on it. That's all I want. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> You're like a Larry David character sometimes. I just want to review. I just I just I just want to review. That's I all I want. I've heard you. I've heard you talk about this. So something similar to this on so many different occasions, and when I bring it up, it's like, oh, you're a Larry David type. Which no, 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 that's not an insult. Like that's actually saying you're pretty funny, man. See, you're about to go like I'm praising you. I'm Larry David's not was... funny. What are you talking about? <laughs> I will not hear that slander from you, flannel jack man. <laughs> I will not. Is he fucking? Uh, is he? Uh... Hey, wait, wait. Yeah, I, this guy's I, not I... funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you a question. This is completely offbeat, man. Completely offbeat. You, you're a golfer. Do you ever uh-huh. seen a movie called Caddyshack before? I've seen it tons of times. Yeah. I, I just wanted. See, I knew it. I knew it. I yeah, knew I wasn't crazy about it. I, I knew I wasn't crazy about that because you know the anniversary just came back. Uh, came up for uh, the original Caddyshack, which was amazing. I enjoyed Caddyshack too, but I was just like, let me ask. I feel as if though this is something that golfers would enjoy because it's so silly and it's so not golf. It's just, a, but... it's, just a, it's just a comedy movie. What do you mean? How could you it's be amazing. mad at, like, uh, Bill Murray and, like, man, who else was in that? I, that was a Chevy good, Chase? Chevy Chase. Apparently he's a dickhead on set. Um, Is but, he? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, dude, uh, how could you not like this movie? This movie was dude. hilarious. Fuck it. This Part is, two was hilarious, dude. Rodney Dangerfield, like... How could you not like that? Remember when he's doing that when he's trying to get the ball to go? Yeah, very, 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 very good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'll actually, you know what I'll do? I'll get you an objective opinion. There's got to be someone out there. I think the most objective opinion you're probably going to get on the game is that one channel before you buy. Have you heard this channel? Heard this channel before? So they, they. I've explained to you that I don't look up reviews for shit that I'm going to buy. I've told you this, right? I don't ever watch any of their stuff except for the stuff I'm interested in, but they always make it a point to give people an honest review before they buy the game. Okay. They actually got in trouble. I forget which company it was. They didn't like the review they gave their game and uh, the beta, and they were like, well, we're going to sue your ass, but they got out of that. But I'll, I'll get you them. We'll see what they're doing, and we'll see, we'll see what they have to say about that. But from amazing, we go to the conspiratorial. You and I are both MMA fans, Zach. Are we? Well, I'm an MMA fan. You're a you're you know you're a noob that I respect somewhat. And uh, when it comes to like this it. MMA, you want to no, actually you're very knowledgeable. Very you're you're one of three people I'll have a serious conversation about MMA with. So it's you, Cash, 
and uh, my buddy Zach that came over. My wife doesn't count because she's my life partner, and she has I was a very. Say, is your wife like these? <laughs> no, San- Santana and I talk about MMA, and like just you know, your wife is a part of you, so she's not in that. You got. I'm talking about guys. Like we talk, her and I talk MMA all the time. But uh, if I'm looking at this schedule, right, for this potential fight, <laughs> that's a fucking card, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you read it off, and then. We're going to try not to jinx this because what we're looking at is the perfect situation for it to fall apart. Right? Like there's every yeah. chance that this that this doesn't happen because you know the MMA boogeyman named COVID could strike. Sure. Give it, it just struck. So um this is UFC 254 what we're talking about here the uh headliner of Khabib versus Gaethje which uh, that's my 60 bucks right there, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to pay to watch that fight alone. Um, co-main of Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier. Again, that could that could headline a card any given Saturday, right? That's that's a headliner any given they gotta Saturday. Make that, they're going to make that five rounds. They like, have you to. Gotta, you have you to. Do. Absolutely. And I think five rounds works better for Poirier. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zabit versus uh, Yair Rodriguez. Dude, I'm not sold on Zabit whatsoever. Um, I am less really? sold on Zabit than I am than I ever was on Israel Adesanya. Um, Wait, I, can I just stop you about the Zabit thing? Is that because of his last showing, or is there something? It's because anytime he's ever been to a third round, he is gassed. Yeah. Look, look at the Calvin Qatar fight. Qatar, yeah. If that goes five, Qatar, Qatar finishes him in smokes four, smokes him. Um, smokes him. I don't. His striking is unique. Right, but I don't think it's all that great. Um, unique is not always very good. Um, now it's you know, it, it's hard to defend sometimes, but I feel like you know, if you Floyd Mayweather it, you, you give him the first round to do his thing, you figure it out a- a- after the after the first round. Um, right, that's what Mayweather, that's what Mayweather got, got very good at, right? He gives you he gives yeah. you round one and two, and then three through 12, he uh, he shuts you down. Um, Robert Whitaker versus uh, Jared Cannonier. Um, this is a very interesting fight. This, I think, could Dang be this could be Robert Whitaker's last fight. Um, why do you say that? If Whitaker, I, if, I agree with you, but why? If do you Whitaker say that? loses this fight, he has too many other things he has going on that probably value his time a little bit more than um, fighting to be maybe a top five guy now. Um, I think the division has moved on past him. I, I think Robert Whitaker's Whitaker's incredible. Um, I think uh, his fights with um, Yoel Romero are maybe two of the best. It's the, maybe the best one-two fight maybe ever. It's it's very very good. Um, classics, classics. Go yeah, we'll say classics for sure. Um, but I think if Whitaker loses this, I don't think he sees himself as competitive anymore. Um, I, I think he's str- he's struggled in his last few fights. Obviously against Adesanya, he got knocked out twice in the same fight. Maybe the only person to ever do that. Um, <laughs> But this is a very interesting fight because this could be uh, Jared Cannonier's actual legitimate coming out party. Like, hey, listen, I'm here to play, you know. And, and I'm not. Out. I'm not entirely sold on that guy. But. Me neither. But he beats Robert Whitaker. I might be right because okay. Robert Whitaker is not an easy down for anybody. Um, yeah. And then Makachev versus uh, Dos Anjos, uh, which is a great fight to start any card. Um, any one of these five fights that that we just went over here. Could headline a five a five round a five round fight any any given Saturday, 
and they would be well, other than Zabit. I really don't like Zabit for some reason. Um, these these could be a headliner of any card, not a pay per view, but you know, like a fight night or or a UFC on ESPN, whatever. Absolutely, these are all five fantastic fights. So let me just go down. Let me just give you my breakdown here. You just tell me what you think, right? So Gaethje versus Khabib. Obviously, smart money says Khabib dominates Gaethje. He's going to continue to do what he has to do. I think Gaethje has a good chance of beating him by mixing it up into dirty boxing, making him pay for taking any uh, shots or anything like that. What's wrong? You okay? You sent me yeah. one tw Twitch clip six months ago, and you tell me, quote, unquote, I send you this guy's stuff all the time. No, I didn't say all the time. I said, I've sent it to you before. We'll, we'll roll but it back. <laughs> we'll roll it back. We'll roll it back. I love the the way you shook your head. Anyway, well, here's the thing, Yair. This is the one I want to zero in right on right sure. here. Sure. Let me just be. Is respectful. Yair one of the one of the fighters in the UFC that at some point had one of the most potential? Still has a great deal of potential. Wow. The problem the problem with Yair is. He was he's a market fighter, right? And that's not his fault. They want to break into the they wanted to break into the market of Mexico at one point, and he was the fighter they were looking to use to sure. be uh he was you know, the, he was their Canelo. Yeah. Although the problem with Yair is that Frankie Edgar exposed him, and it's not his fault, man. You know, and Yair works with a great wrestling coach. <laughs> I love you're like one of the greatest of all time exposed him. <laughs> yeah. Like just just absolutely. Just absolutely expose yeah. the fact that like there are levels to this. It's not exposed to anyone else, but I wasn't convinced that Yair after it's different rolling with your coach and your teammates versus going in against an absolute monster like Frankie Edgar, someone yeah. who's not going to stop. You know, who's just going to keep going. Yeah. Now his his fight against the Korean Zombie, Jerry you can Stevens. say whatever you want. And Jerry Stevens, you can say whatever you want about that elbow. It is what it is. Lock, we'll man. see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't want to call luck because, you know, he'd probably catch me with it. Like, we're at Starbucks. Ten times like out of ten, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> when is but, Korean Zombie coming back? Hold on. Who gives a shit about... Uh... Korean Zombie's locked in with... Uh, what's this guy's name? Ponytail Ortega. Oh, yes. Soon, right? October-ish? Yes. Good. Yeah. I mean, he's going to take yeah. Ortega's head off, isn't he? Yeah, I like Korean Zombie a lot, man. I like Korean Zombie, and um, I like the other guy too, Korean Superboy. I think they're both exciting fighters. Oh, Korean Superboy is amazing. That fight with Cub Swanson, legendary. Korean stuff. Superboy might have had to do the mandatory two years Korean. Uh, yes, and so does a Korean Zombie. He did it two years, but he uh, did it already. I think I think Korean Superboy is in the process of doing it right oh, now. He's doing it. I know uh, his last knockout was not a good one, and there was some uh, worry that maybe he had gotten hurt pretty bad. I want to zero in also on Ferguson versus Poirier, right? So this is a fight that I'm surprised hasn't happened before. It's amazing, right? And it's a good it's a good way for both guys to get right back into title it's contention. It's crazy for me that how Tony Ferguson fought once a year for 10 years. Um, yeah. Is yeah. as, as exciting and as as much as I love to watch Tony Ferguson fight and and how unorthodox and how unique of a fighter he actually is. He has this really good record. But he, he kind of avoided a lot of people. Um, not so much avoided as the man has been injured. 
a great deal yeah, of his okay, career. I didn't mean avoided, like he didn't want to fight oh, these people. Fight. Like, yeah, but, yeah, like yeah. the yeah, fights yeah. never happened. Him and Connor never happened. Um, yeah. Him and Khabib will never happen. Him and Poirier hasn't happened. Like, there's a lot of like a lot of big fights there. Did, um, no, did he? Gaethje beat the shit out of him. I was about to say him and Gaethje, but yeah, I, I can run everyone back. So the interesting thing about this is. Here's what people don't know about Dustin Poirier and what my wife does know about him. Santana has been singing his praises. So Santana, and my, ironically enough, my late friend Alex Santana sang Dustin Poirier's praises for many, many years, right? And he's sure. just one of those fighters that has been caught, and he'll never say it was a lucky punch. He has outright said, like, this guy beat me because he beat me. You know, like, Connor beat him. There was no punch in the back of the head, and Dustin didn't campaign like everyone. All of the all the fans were doing like he punched him in the back of the yeah, head. Like yeah, no, yeah. He, he caught he caught him on the air. It's a legal punch. I've always respected that about him. I think Dustin's boxing is just at the good. level of very advanced Golden Glove boxing. I don't want to disrespect any pugilist, but and say that he can get in there and throw hands with them because it's a different game once you're only allowed to use your hands. But <laughs> like, it's a different it's game also where. Uh, Poirier would now just be focusing on boxing. On boxing. Right. And he has, so when he made the team, his original team, raised at Lafayette, Louisiana, to get on that team, you had to actually box the promoter that was promoting their fights, right? <laughs> if like, if that's that's the type of, like, I'm sorry, not to get on the team, to get into the promotion to, sure, to sure, fight. Sure, sure, yeah, so that's where he comes from. His boxing is really good. Strong. There's a reality comes that comes with good boxing, good Muay Thai, and good kickboxing, and good jits, right? Mm -hmm. Someone like Tony Ferguson, I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying that those straight punches are going to carry him in a fight like this. It infuriates me to no end that people fall for the same okey-doke, and just I was so happy that Justin Gaethje didn't, which is... People basically tire themselves out beating the crap out of Tony Ferguson. <laughs> right. It, it, Ferguson and Nate Diaz are very similar fighters. The Diaz brothers, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, Roy Nelson was the same way too, right? Where you oh, would just take a fucking beating and then, yeah. okay, well, I just saved for four rounds. You're dead in the fifth. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing because, you know, a guy like you, you bring up Roy Nelson. So uh, Uberim, well, he wasn't Uberim anymore, Overeem. He did the exact right thing for a guy like Country. He was like, okay, you're going to take all these shots I give you? Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to use my lateral movement, and I'm going to keep hitting you. Yeah. I'm never going to engage in a war. You want If you want to play this game, I'm just going to hit you with everything I got sure. at a medium rate. And that's actually what Nate Diaz does really well. Nate Diaz says, I'm going to hit you with about 60%. 60 175 times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all Dustin has to do to win this fight, I'm calling it now. Do not pull guard. Don't engage in the the Ferguson. Let me get you in the clinch, hit you with elbows, and then bring you to the ground. Right? Yeah. Don't engage in that. And, and Poirier won't. I don't think. Right? Poirier didn't even want to do that with Khabib. I think Poirier was uh, fairly okay doing that with Khabib until Khabib was on top of him. Um, yeah. But that, gu that, that guillotine is is going to catch Ferguson though. That guillotine yeah. catches Ferguson in this in and probably finishes him on like what he could do to Khabib um yeah Whitaker versus your boy Cannonier. this one interesting also. fight just for what happens to either fighter after so I agree I agree with your assessment 100 uh Whitaker I won't say he's from a different age of MMA but he definitely has always been a sleeper <laughs> he's like and I think he's 29 years old <laughs> <laughs> he's the hardest 29 of all time though 
you you look at the season of tough he was on you know how long it was when they did australia versus uh Dude, he's been in the ufc for a long ever yeah he's 29 years old man his first fight in the ufc uh 2012 eight years like, it was Australia versus England or something like that, man. It's amazing that it was that long ago. But again, I agree with you. I don't know what his outside interests. Uh, obviously, he's a huge family man, very, sure. very devoted to his family. I don't want to see I him saw, get hurt. Dude, I saw Robert Whitaker um, on Gamescom night talking about fucking video games. Yeah. I, he's a big PC player. I didn't know that. Dude, the man's got the sickest Reebok collection before the Reebok sponsorship. I've never seen whiter Reeboks in my entire life. He was walking around Australia with his family. I'm like, how did he manage to do this? The guy's a great dresser. He speaks extremely well. Yeah. There is a commentator career. This for man could be a, he could be a friggin' model. Let's be, be honest he, about this. <laughs> Just like this guy. He, he could be a coach. There's a lot of things that are available for Robert Whitaker at the moment that he doesn't he, need to fight anymore. And he did the impossible for someone that got beat by Stephen Wonderboy Thompson at welterweight. He came up the middleweight and just went on a tear. Look at who he went through to get to the belt. There were no gimmies. No one had him beating Jacare. Forget yeah, Yoel. Brunson, and he went in there. And Jacare. Yes. Yoel. Yep. Yeah. He earned it. And I'm, you know, Izzy is the better fighter. And based on what I saw, and anyone can do better anyone can train better and come back but based off of what i saw in his last fight with till i'm not thinking that he's going to be able to close that gap sure so. I, I agree um what would be really interesting is robert whitaker wins this fight loses the fight whatever it is retires and then goes right. over to that camp where adesanya is and start and helps coach that would just make uh, that that would make that camp even better i don't think that he is welcome over there no there's that there's a whole new he you know he's from there originally he's from new zealand but he moved to australia and there's that whole thing there and they, they have a word for though for people who move from new zealand to australia and like didn't fucking hooker do the same thing hooker Dan you know hooker? I, I don't know why i don't like that guy yeah man. he's from new zealand yeah he's yeah, yeah. and fights out no. of there but i yeah i don't know yeah but you know what would be really cool I think it'd be great if they start. Uh, I don't know if they still do the shows in Europe. Michael Bisping used to do their uh, like the ESPN shows over there. They also have these roles that used to give out for fighters that retire in the MMA uh, in the UFC, like an ambassador, brand ambassador for the company. They gave sure. it to one of the Dog Brothers, and uh, you know that's what uh, Forrest has, and you know Chuck Liddell and uh, the other guy had. I don't they, remember Chuck Liddell from that, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, they fired Chuck Liddell. They fired Chuck right, Liddell. Right. They fired him. <laughs> Basically, they were sending him like a check. Right. Every, every, every like, year. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, you did a lot for us. Here you go. But I, I would like come to come back. <laughs> I would like to see Whitaker become like a brand ambassador for like for MMA for for the UFC and bring yeah. him and put him put him alongside fucking uh, John Anik and, and put him on the commentary team. Like, yeah. I, I'm yeah. curious yeah. how well he would do that. I just yeah. my concern here is that I want. I'm concerned about Robert Whitaker, right? I don't care about yeah. him as a fighter, as a person, honestly. He's an incredible yeah. fighter. He doesn't need me to fucking... Validate him? No. Correct. But... <laughs> but, Robert, if you're listening, we love you, man. We like <laughs> some beers with you, man. Uh, I, I get what you're going. You know who also I'm, I'm concerned for? Is old porn stash uh, Dos Anjos here. I don't know when that thing's going to go away, man, but I want it to go away bad. But, <laughs> look, listen... 
Listen to me, man. Dos Anjos is another guy, man. You climbed a hill that no one ever thought you were going to climb. This is a guy who got his jaw broke by Clay friggin' Guida. Oh, and I mean, not even, a, not even a little broke, like dangling off his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would, if you'd have told me he was going to be champion. His first fight in the UFC was 2008. <laughs> wow. We're shaming tonight. Like, if you'd have told me he was going to be champion, but he worked Showtime Pettis. Completely blew up that that bubble. They thought he was going to be the next thing for the UFC, and he might as well have ripped him right off of that Wheaties box. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he, he also lost to Eddie Alvarez. He blitzed in, got sure. starched, and uh, he's beaten the who's who. He's beaten the goat, Neil Magny. You know, kicked his legs right from underneath him. Don't you guys? Beat Robbie Lawler too. Yeah, Neil, Neil fucking Magny, huh? You think Neil Magny's the goat? Oh, Neil Magny's my guy, man. I just feel like Neil's a great house guest. He lost to San Santiago Ponzinibbio. Who's this, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> he also went on a six-fight uh, win streak. Beat some of the beat some great fighters too. But Dos Anjos is another guy seven. who I don't want to seven fight against this against cans. Against cans, name them. Name one can on that list. Uh, Rodrigo de Lima. Have, do you know who Rodrigo de Lima is? He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, so no, I would venture to say I don't. Haven't we, haven't we already established you can't trust Wikipedia anymore after the whole <laughs> Tim, uh, Tim Curry still alive thing? I, well, I, yeah, I mean, I checked multiple sources on that, and I still haven't found out when he died. <laughs> I've seen two different dates when he died. Um <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to talk about porn stash here. You're trying to dis disparage the greatest man ever walked his earth. Neil, Neil Magny, Magny. I don't see the hype. Neil, Neil Magny's a saint. You don't see the hype. The man's an amazing tactician. He would make a great coach. I don't know if he's ever going to be champion, but there's someone that would actually make a really great coach and probably a really good sparring partner too. Dos Anjos, this will be his last his last dance. You think so? I think. I mean, whether or not he admits it, but it's time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's. I, I think. I think it's time. I think it's more than fair. Like he's fighting at welterweight. You got to remember, he was the champion of the 155 division. He went up to welterweight with that same old story. Like, oh, the weight cuts were killing me. Okay, it sells. Go try your luck in another division. Okay. Had some success until he didn't. And I think it's only gonna. The waters are only gonna keep getting deeper and deeper with the guys that are coming up in welterweight. There are a lot of guys that are getting ready to sign to the UFC that are going to be a really dangerous fight. And we're talking about outside of the top 15. I Do you, do you see Dos Anjos ever beating Kamar Usman? Even if he beats everyone in front of him, can he beat Gilbert Burns? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's the next fight, right? Usman, Ger Usman Burns? Yeah. It's a good fight. It's like saying Luke Rockhold's going to come back and be the middleweight champion. It's not happening. I think, oh, did I, he think he, I think he officially retired. Yeah, I saw somewhere that yeah. he did. I think actually I saw Chael Sonnen talking about it, about how um, he's maybe one of the worst losers of all time, and that he has actually somewhat officially retired in some some facet. I didn't fact check Chael. I, I just trusted him. But you don't fact check the, the Sonnen, man. You just believe it. He says it happened. It happened. There you go. I agree. Um, let's get off of UFC. Um, it, it's notoriously our worst topic. Um, everyone hates UFC talk uh, as much as as much as we might love it and, and enjoy talking about it. We should do an entire separate UFC podcast. But how about we don't even talk about it on the show anymore? I'll just call you directly and we'll talk about it together. It works for me. Maybe we can play video games and talk about it. I don't play video games with you anymore, sir. 
I, I know. I don't know. What, I don't know what the fuck happened there, but <laughs> you know what happened. You. J- I feel like I'm in the twilight zone when I talk to you sometimes, dude. It's like, it's like I don't know what happened <laughs> after the division one. I, 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 I didn't no, want to no, play no. the division one anymore. No, no, no. It wasn't that you just didn't want to play the division one. You went scorched earth our last game. It's like we couldn't beat this part, and I could see it coming. Like the negativity was just building inside of you. Like, fuck this shit, Steve. We're not making any progress. We're not making. I'm having the time of my life. Look at you. You can't even roll out the way of a bullet, and it just it just got to the point where you were like frothing. You're like, I'm done with it. I'm done. With it. <laughs> I get that way with games, man. I get that way with games for sure. And then, and then you deny it, and I have to like replay it for you every time i feel like i'm stuck in a time warp <laughs> you know what's not stuck in a time warp zach this is new graphics cards this is the the single biggest uh jump in graphics cards since the 9 series to the 10 series it yeah. might be bigger than that the, the 3080 is supposed to be twice as powerful as the 2080 for 700 yep. bucks power hogs we're talking about some power hungry cards yeah i have a 750 watt power supply uh Should i be good, right? think i'm okay yeah i mean I, I probably don't use that much i definitely don't use that much now um yeah i'm afraid of using an adapter from a six pin to a 12 pin or an eight pin to a 12 pin that bothers me a little bit um but we'll see right so wait, let me let me stop we'll get technical but you'll break it down so what are we seeing as a jump in technology with these cards can you give the audience a a user-friendly breakdown of what's going to be different oh. in this line it's just literally twice as powerful as the last generation, which doesn't happen. General computer hardware upgrades are like 10 to 12% is a good year for a upgrade on a computer, right? If you're, if you're 8,700 K to your 99, 9700K is 8% better per core. That is an incredible upgrade that you, you fucking want. But now we're going from I'm on a ten, I'm on a 1080 right I'm, I'm this is going to be two generations which probably doesn't even not even the same ballpark the 30 the 3060 might be more powerful than my 1080 probably um, we're looking at double the flagship card of this the current gen and that's an incredible leap for it not going up $500 in price. They could very well charge 3080. They could charge 1400 bucks for it and people wouldn't scoff at it because it's essentially two 2080s, right? That's right. where we're sitting at. <sighs> now, let's be fair. We haven't <laughs> had third-party testing yet, right? Okay. Jay hasn't got his testing done. Bitwit hasn't got his test. Like all of these guys haven't had their testing done yet. Yeah, right. right. And nope. w- will that show double the horsepower? They're claiming that it could play 8K 60 frames per second or something. The the 3090. They haven't done a 9 series in a long time. They used to do like like the the 690, right? The 690 back in the day was two 680s on the same PCP. They just fucking glued them together and were like, here you go, one card. Right. So is that what the 3090 is going to be over the 3080? That's that's, that's an incredibly uh, important question that I have that has not been answered yet. Is it wait, uh, real quick. 3080, two slots or one? What do you mean? Like, is it taking up two PCI uh, slots? So no graphics card has ever had to plug into two slots simultaneously, if that's what you're asking. Okay, but it will like it's big enough to cover both spots is what I'm asking. So it'll cover. So this okay. You heard someone say that it's a dual slot card. I assume. No, I'm asking. I was so watching. My, I watched. Your 1060 
is a dual slot card, technically. If you look on your case, it take you know those two of those little racks that you have back there that you have to take the little plat the uh, metal piece out, and it covers yeah. up two of those slots. Uh, that okay. means it's a dual slot card. Um, my guess would be that it's going to be a three slot card. We've only ever seen that with with cards that have had um, third party uh, fan systems on them. So we'll see. But I'm I'm guessing it's going to be a big big card, and they'll be very power hungry. So I'm guessing they're going to be three slotters. Interesting thing about this, right? So when do you think that we will see some of the independents get their chance to benchmark the device? What do you think whenever the, the embargo releases my guess is, is that linus and all of these guys have the benchmarks already or are receiving their benchmarks card benchmark cards right now because it comes out at the end of this month right i assume that it released on september 30th the embargo release is probably the 25th or something or maybe mm -hmm. yeah it would have to be before because some people can see the reviews um i would say that they're doing their testing probably as we speak if not yeah. this upcoming week for sure I guess not to be outdone to AMD is getting ready to reveal this is not this is going to be completely uh, over your head and cue the insult as soon as I'm done AMD is getting ready to release their next gen card as well and uh, graphics cards yeah AMD I guess uh, graphics cards are only good if you have a small budget um, and that's that's it and now the th I don't know what the price on the 3060 is but if it's less than 500 bucks there's no reason to ever buy an AMD graphics card I think the biggest uh, hill they're going to have to climb is after the whole driver issue, which it happens. It happens sometimes sure. with technology drivers and stuff like that. Uh, they could have done a better job being transparent about what the issue was. And, you know, obviously people have wanted to be resolved a lot quicker than it was resolved. I can't tell you how many cards I had to return at the school for inexplicable <laughs> stuff. And then it's I just, finally man, got uh, the the in, AMD hasn't had a competitive graphics card since like the 6600 or something um and that's we're going back a bunch of generations here um that was what i think that was the first is the hd6600 was maybe versus the five series in video graphics cards um which i had a 570 back in the day it was very nice um i i don't the the processor's very very nice at this point i, I can't there's nothing i could say that um i i recommend i recommended to you on two or three different builds amd graphic or amd processors i recommended to my friends a bunch of my friends amd processors if i were to rebuild my stream pc i'd probably put a high-end ryzen in it um but also my game pc my gaming pc i would never use an amd okay uh, that's because of you uh the general lower score scores for AMD versus Intel. I assume. No, the the general the single core uh, processing power on an Intel card is always stronger. Okay. So in most games, don't utilize uh, multi-threading or multi-cored. So it's that it's a core zero, which is getting hammered all the time, uh, and I want that to be as strong as possible. And generally, I, I you know I'm. I go through these cycles where I'm kind of out of, out of date on what the CPU market's like because I'm not in the market for a CPU, right? Um, so right. I don't have to be super in-depth in in the car or in the processors at the moment. Um, but as far as I knew, up until the most recent, like the ninth generation, not the 10th generation Intel stuff, that first core is what matters most and that's the most powerful. You know what's crazy, man, to think about? I wonder if the studios get samples of these cards, like gratis. You know, just like, hey, we're just gonna send these over for you because. What do you what 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 do you mean? What studios? Like, oh, film studios. Because at a certain point, there's a diminished return for some of these graphics cards, like the higher end ones. Like your game is never gonna utilize what the card truly has to offer. You're never gonna be able Correct. to tap into the 
the raw power. These and are the I graphics cards that, that film studios use. I, ho I hope you know that, right? They're using uh, workstation graphics cards like like Quadro P6000s or something. It's crazy that you say that because the new... Um, what is this crazy Mac Tower? I can never remember the, the actual... Mac Pro? The Mac Pro. That has, that has an AMD card in it. It might. Doesn't it? Uh, it uh, graphics card? It might. I'm not sure. I, yeah, I lost it with that when they, they said it was like $8,000 or some shit. They sent, their, they sent a couple over to uh, some studios in Burbank just for them to use to do some rendering and reviews How on it. How long ago was this? Oh, man. This was like when it first came out. Like So that was like last year. Oh, I think okay. it came. So, yeah, yeah, they said they sent it over to them. And I was just like, man, it was interesting to hear their perspective on reviewing these high powered machines. Okay, so they're using Radeon Vegas, though. Radeon Vegas yeah. are these weird cards that uh, don't make sense for gaming and don't quite make sense for like workstation use either. Um, so they're using those, which makes sense. But I'm sure I think you could probably upgrade it from the the Vega to a a workstation p6000 or i don't know what the most recent one is p p9000 maybe and it's funny because it's like the preferred that is the preferred station for people to nope. use nope no you for can't but the pro vega 2 is the <laughs> highest one you can get i thought you were having a seizure for a second you're like <laughs> I, know, I, would, I would just like to see if they send it over to the studios, sending NVIDIA cards over, see what their reaction is. I would love to hear it from an actual creative, someone that's doing some high-end graphic design or something that would really tap into the strength of the card to see what 3D animation. You know what? I'll ask my brother. <laughs> I'm going to ask him if he's going to get one and see what it is yeah. and what their feel on the card is and how it would help think, increase their workflow. Otherwise than that, I thought it was a great presentation. I love that dude's leather jacket pretty amazing man he He's tries to uh he tries to be like um elon musk not elon but fucking steve jobs yeah so the the most recent was quadro rtx 8000 um you know what's what's released next i'm not sure but these are workstation graphics cards these are what like marvel uses to fucking render out the cgi in this stuff right because 48 yeah. gigs of error correcting you know vram Right, that ECC memory is is, is something of magic that you use in just servers, essentially. So Did you say magic. Uh, yeah. So, the, do you know what an error correcting channel memory does? No, but that that was a great turn of phrase. Did you come up with that yourself, or was that something that was passed down? No, no. I just I just came up with it on the spot. Um, that was pretty good, man. You but should, but you ever think about writing? No, I'm not. I, I couldn't write for shit, dude. <laughs> It's like some good old timey stuff right there. But I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. What they do is they, they like comb through what the RAM is doing. And if they mm -hmm. see an error, they uh -huh. you move that to a different channel of RAM. So there is no errors. Like it's really crazy. Like this, it doesn't crash. It's, it's actually really incredible. So if, uh -huh. to have that in a graphics card, workstation graphics card to, to render all this stuff is, is, is something of, of pure, this is completely this is completely off topic. Have you ever watched you don't watch this guy's channel? Why am I even starting? There's a guy that does called craft computing. I think he's got a niche niche little show where he drinks like great beers and he talks about computers and his setup and stuff like that. This man did something the other day that I thought was great as a content creator. He was like, you know what? I'm quitting my job. Or he got fired. So he's doing a YouTube full time now. Mm -hmm. And he's rebuilding his server rack. I just wish we could have been there heckling him the whole time Why? he was <laughs> no because it's just like 
as we're talking about this, because he did a review on the uh, the actual NVIDIA release, and I just love his enthusiasm. But when he's rebuilding his server rack, I was just like, man, this is the greatest content that's ever made. This guy said, you know what? I can't afford to get metal to close the doors on my server rack, but I got this wood, and I'm going <laughs> to spray it. Like, That's it was stuff. I'm sorry, random thought. Listen, I'm not going to be able to afford the new NVIDIA card, right? I'm probably going to have to stand outside of the school and collect change for a few years to do it. Sure. And for me, we'll see if it's something that, like, I just play games on my computer as of right now. And even if I built another computer to make music on, that's not something I have to worry about with the graphics card. I can no. have an integrated processor and be able to run it. But again, I'm going to check in with some people that I know that do graphic design, who do animation. And I want to see what they thought of presentation. I want to see what they maybe, you know, civilian. This is still civilian level. Obviously, these are not people in the studios, but they're doing stuff and they're creating content. I want to see what they feel about it. If any of those guys are going to buy it, to see what it looks like in real life use. I'm looking forward to sure. the actual benchmarks. I'm really looking forward to Jay's review because his review, his assessment of the actual presentation, I love that he got right to the meat of it. He's like, here are the things that I think that my fan base, my viewer yeah. base. Jay's need to very good at that. Very, uh, also, the the dude that looks like a death metal, um, <laughs> like he's in a band. What's this guy's name? Uh, I, don't I don't watch any of those guys anymore, to be fair. Guys I, I will for when the when the when the benchmarks and the reviews come out, but I'll watch a few J videos and that's about it probably. His I'll get the guy's name, but his assessment of also of the of the reveal was you know let's wait and see type of deal. He's like let's wait. He's like let's wait and see until we can open it up. Let's wait and see until we see how it actually responds in real life testing. And I would urge anyone else to you know approach it from that same. Even though the presentation was hook, line, and sinker, one of the best, and that leather jacket had me wanting to buy, just take my card and my money. I'm going <laughs> to wait and see what happens, dude. I miss Steve Jobs. At any rate, I want to talk to you about some stuff that you're not going to care about, but it's just absolutely hilarious. Before we do that, and we're back from our short bathroom break there. Uh, <laughs> some, dude, sometimes you just got to go. Sometimes you go, especially when you're hour 30 minutes in. You've had three monsters today, a cup of coffee, fucking... 200 it's a, it's hours already flew by tonight absolutely flew, flew by. by a lot of we still have some topics too man we still have some we still have some stuff coming up we didn't talk uh, about there i'm gonna buy one of these cards i'm gonna buy one of the new yeah. video cards i'm gonna buy a 3080 i already bought a new pc case for it if anyone oh let me see the case hold it up it's not here <laughs> i ordered it the day that i told you um the Lian Lee OC11, I think is what it's called. Um, I've been looking at Lian Lee cases for a long time. I, oh, it's the O11. Um, it's the, I got the black one. Um, I, I just like a sleek case design. So, yeah, it's the PC O11. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. We're buying cards. We're fucking getting new cases and stuff. Uh, you know, if I can get my hands on one week one, I will. Um, if not, then I, you know, we'll wait. So, hey, so you, you can give me the old card because that's what you said you're gonna do last time, right? You're, you're a man of your word. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna put my old card in my stream PC probably. It's messed up, man. That's messed up. What are you I gonna do with a three and a half year old 1080 anyway? Huh? Three and a half year? It'd be new to me. Popping it. What's got eight eight gigs of VRAM? Probably eight or twelve, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't care. Man, it's, it's gonna. I'll do all types of stuff. What Mostly are you gonna I'll, do? Play Avengers A Day and five more frames per second. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, you can have my other 1060. It'll use SLI. SLI. 
Sly, this bit is Sly. This, this bit is dead, man. I told we've we've been over this before. In fact, I think you were kind of caught off guard by the fact that I knew what it was. I was like, yeah, it doesn't. That's like it's like 4K on a PlayStation. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't really get me going. <laughs> no disrespect to our PlayStation fans. It's weirdos. <laughs> so speaking of weirdos, it's funny you just segue like that. Drama in the Mouse House, but not really drama. Drama proxy to the Mouse House. Disney is actually not having any problems, but a content creator is. And it's funny to see these type of things play out. So here's the thing. Mandalorian season two is getting ready to release. People are really pumped up about it. They have done a really good job marketing and holding back. They've signed some huge names for it. Rosario Dawson's coming in to play a character. The dude who played uh, Boba Fett or Jango Fett in uh, the uh, the prequel series is coming back to play a character or a couple of characters, Rex and a few other people, because okay. he is the clone. So that's a huge deal. Anything you can do that will entice fans in a very divisive fan group to come back to the show, they've done it, and they've done it extremely well. I think that they've uh, looked at the Kathleen Kennedy situation, which was these last three Star Wars that came out, and they said, we're going to do the exact opposite. We're going to play to our fan base. We're going to give them something that they want. And who, who guessed it? It's a hit, and people really love them for that. So the problem is they were supposed to release a trailer for the new Mandalorian. It was actually supposed to be scheduled. The leaks had come out. People were saying trailers coming out. Trailer didn't come out. There's then the rumors start of reshoots. Turns out that they are, you know, reshooting, but it's for the trailer. They want to include some more stuff into the trailer and they want to take out some dead stuff that they thought wasn't really going to hype up the show to okay. the magnitude. Not a big deal, right? This is not a big deal. Even if they were reshooting the show, that doesn't always mean something negative is happening. And if something is negative, negatively is happening on set, they're reshooting to correct it. Sometimes reshoots can go badly. We see that happen with the Justice League. No one could have predicted how badly that was going to go. <laughs> Problem was, uh, uh, like uh, this woman, Grace Randolph, from Beyond the Trailer, reported on it. And she is a Hollywood insider, even had a show on one of the local news stations. But she, her sources are usually reliable, right? She will break a story, and if she's wrong about something she's reported on, she will always say, hey, I got this one wrong. And for her to say, I got this one wrong and not my sources got this one wrong, because you always have the freedom not to report what a source is telling you, right? Sure. But problem is, though, Grace has a lot of simps. No offense, Mantis. You're not a simp. I'm not coming for you. But Grace has a lot of simps. And, it's, you know, I guess, yeah, you, you, you want to simp for someone? It's America. You do what you do. You know, you want to defend someone to the bitter end that you don't know, never going to return your phone calls. You're never going to meet this person in real life and have a substantial conversation with whatever fantasy you've worked up in your head. It's just not going to happen. The unfortunate part is Grace reported on it. She tweeted about it. And then this is something I've learned about Twitter recently because I don't go on there that much unless it's to plug the show. You can't you can't dodge it once you've started it. So all Grace said was there's trouble. You know, there may be trouble. I believe were the words she used on the set of the Mandalorian big reshoots happening right now. I'm hearing that there's a lot of stuff going on, bad stuff happening, something to that effect. Right. I have never seen someone get pounced on <laughs> the way this woman got pounced on to the point where like people who are actually involved with the show were coming outside of their professional bubble to be like, just short of saying, what is this B talking about? That's uh -huh. what happened. And then it just kept getting toxic from there. Because, of course, her fans came in to defend her. And then 
the other the, the other people came back at the fans and it turned into a whole huge thing and it's interesting because this all started because she said that there was trouble on the set so let's get into some of the stuff why she thought there might be trouble on the set weird stuff happening around the mandalorian rosario dawson is actually going through some legal trouble right now she's getting sued for a potential hate crime of sorts I know, very weird to, to think about. You would never think you would hear Rosario Dawson's name mixed up in that, but apparently uh, a friend of the family who was a contractor moved out to one of their houses in North Hollywood to renovate the house. This person came out as transgender and is now accusing Rosario Dawson and her mother of assaulting him, uh, assaulting her outside of their residence. And I'm not going to go into details but I'm sure if Zach is looking it up and if he gets to about the second paragraph of most of the articles relating to this, the story gets really, really crazy. Almost to the point, if this is something that happened in public, then it's it's insane that she allowed this to happen to her. But it doesn't. It hasn't been substantiated. It's in court. You got that going on, right? You got a few other things going on with Rosario Dawson where people are like, is this, you know, are they going to pull it from the show? Because that has been the trend for Disney. Do you sure. got controversy around you? You got to go. Yeah, look what they did to James Gunn. He wrote a tweet that was maybe a little off color. But like years ago. Years ago, someone dug it up. And, uh, you know, so we saw what happened. They wound up, Kevin Feige wound up getting him back in on uh, Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. So that stuff is going on. Then you have, obviously, you know, Kat, the Kathleen Kennedy drama that's happening peripheral to The Mandalorian. Uh, some of the stars from Star Wars coming out talking about it. And it's going to be an up, uphill battle, but it's amazing to me that someone like Grace reported on this. And this is, again, I don't know if this is the toxicity of Star Wars and if this is something we need to take a look at. But the response that people had to her saying that there are problems going on in the sets, if there is something going on, the studios have a way of dealing with this type of stuff, right? Sure. If they have to do a reshoot because they have to get rid of an actor, they have a way of dealing with it. And it happens all the time in Hollywood. And so be it. Yeah, it happens all the time. And this is the part that I found really interesting, right? None of the people who consume Grace's content have any vested interest in this other than being fans. At what point do we just stop attacking each other publicly over entertainment, right? It's subjective. One person, I mean, there are objectively some things that are just bad, and we can agree on that. I can think of four movies that universally that people share a hatred for, and it's bad because it's bad. This is not something worth calling someone out of their name. And I mean, they called great, poor Grace everything but her name in some of these tweets, but it's the savagery of the internet. I'm looking forward to The Mandalorian releasing. If they did reshoots, I think it needed to happen at this point. But from what it sounds like, they just reshot the trailer, man. And this is where I've learned that I need to pull back on some of the content I watch on YouTube. Because you start going down these weird rabbit holes where nothing's substantiated anymore. You don't know what the release date for anything is anymore. You don't know what's true. And half of the time, I'm not even sure that these people have substantiated... Uh, they can substantiate any of their claims. Sure. On any of it. But again, Disney is not going to stop this from letting them release this show. It's going to kill it. And right now, you remember when we reported on this earlier, how Disney was doing business-wise? I haven't checked into that recently, but it, it's almost as if that story just came to an abrupt end because the Mandalorian's it's already... Disney! Holy <laughs> shit, it's Disney! Anyone, like, you brought that up, but no, I'm like, it's Disney. 
But wait, remember, we reported on it very responsibly. This is what people are reporting. There were people who were already putting a putting the mouse in a grave. And I was like, I just don't. Actually, there was someone that challenged us in our comment section about this. And I was like, I, I don't know, man. I spoke to him privately. I don't think this is true. I don't think they're in any real danger of shutting down. But we'll see how it goes. I'm just gassed for the Mandalorian season two, man. And I know this is not something that interests you at all, but. I just thought it was weird, man. Yeah, I've been sitting I, here for the last, uh, I don't know how long you've been talking, honestly, uh, watching the leaked um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War footage. So, Yeah, see, that's the type of shit that's going to get you smacked one day. But here's the thing I'm talking about, man. If you are a Mandalorian fan, comment in the section, hit me up on IG or anything like that. Would you be upset if they reshot? Or would you be upset if they had to pull a major character like Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka? I'd be interested to hear your thoughts because if that's something that is working in the background... I'd be interested to see how it's going to play out. They have to pull someone like her off the show. I don't think Rosario is going to do any, uh, she's going to lose anything over this, but that is something that's circulating in the background. And I'd hate to see her step off the show. Like the woman from uh, the Batwoman series because of some controversy. I actually don't like when that happens to actors. Like unless you're convicted of it, I don't think you need to walk away from the project at all. Let your private legal matters be your private legal matters. It's not for the studio to say how this is going to impact. In fact, I think we're starting to get to a place where people are genuinely going to ignore that stuff more and more because it's like, who knows if this could, if this is a real allegation. At any rate, that's what's going on in the entertainment world. I see here Nintendo's doing some shitty stuff, and you want to talk about it. Um, yeah, D Disney is doing, um, they're releasing a new game, Mario 3D All-Stars, I think is what it's called. Again, is just so little information that I, I really don't care about. Um <laughs> And they're only releasing a limited amount of copies um, until March 31st or something. It's like mm -hmm. they need to provide good numbers this quarter to meet shareholders' expectations. I mean, that's just what you do as a business. You got to meet the shareholders' expectations. That's, that's wrong a good with that. point. But there's, you also don't limit a sale <laughs> physically and virtually, right? They're selling their virtual copies in a limited number. To create this hype for a game that probably wouldn't have sold as well as it did if everyone didn't have to go, well, I, oh, I need to get my copy. I mentioned this to someone the other day, and they were like, yeah, well, I already got my copy. And I'm like, but why? This isn't, I, it's just a weird thing for NVIDIA, or, uh, Nvidia in Nintendo to do <laughs> that I, I don't think it's a very good trend. Uh, if this does well for them. They're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. And then Activision's going to do it. And then, and then everyone else is going to do it. I have, uh, yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very worried. You know, what's interesting. I would be interested to talk to your dad, someone, uh, that, uh, really examines the markets or even yourself. It's, I agree with you. They're setting a dangerous precedent and we know where this is going to go after this. What is the reason for the limitation? They've given an official statement or have they said something that's like, Hey, this is why we're doing this. Nope. Nope. Just, just doing it. Huh? Just doing it. Just doing the damn thing. Yep. <laughs> I hope to run a business that way one day. Just like they can, releasing... man. They, I guess they can. Nvidia or Nvidia. Why don't you say Nvidia? Nintendo. You called, called it Disney earlier, but that's. Did I really? <laughs> uh, Nintendo is is uh, they have such a diehard fan base. Fan base. Consumer base. More than any company I think I've ever seen. Right, there oh, are people yep. who buy Nintendo and yeah. only buy Nintendo and buy yep. everything they fucking do. 
and you know what? They're they're marketing for the family genre of that niche. Oh, they're, they're, they're the like, only team. They're the, they're the only people. And they, it's not like they just started doing this. You got to remember, this they've is how they've marketed themselves since the inception of the company, and it's stuck. And well, we hold on. The inception it. of Nintendo was like the 1800s, where they were making playing cards. Oh well, not that part. I'm talking about the inception of the council itself. When I was playing Duck Hunt, do you know? Oh man, I know what Duck Hunt is. Yes. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't know what Duck Hunt is. So, when this thing first came out, my stepdad brought it back from the Wiz. If you're old enough to know what the Wiz is, you know nobody beats it. And when he brought that thing home, I was my mind was blown. And to think about this company being around since then, but you know what? They've been doing weird stuff since I was a kid. There was Always. actually. They, they actually shortened up their chain on Nintendos, the physical Nintendos when they first came out just to create a demand. So this isn't anything new. Unfortunately, this is how people create them, uh, treat the market nowadays. I can see if they said the supply lines are going to be slower due to COVID or something like that. But what does that have to do with digital downloads? There you go. Thank, you. Thank you. Sorry, I guess the servers aren't working because of fucking COVID. They're all uh, taking their time off. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I don't like doing things solely to meet expectations and i know that you have to you 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 have yeah. to do that as a company but yeah maybe release more good games and people will buy more stuff and you'll do your sales right it there's is. rumors of a new switch coming out um yeah. of, a, of a slightly modified better not I've even a better that. battery life but like a better screen or something or, or something. better uh better control pads too it's supposed to have like that's the big thing uh, these stupid joy cons are the single worst controller I have ever used, and prone to breaking. Oh, I've never broke. I guess I haven't put enough hours in it. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I I don't like Nintendo as a company. Um, to be fair, I, I don't think I ever have. Uh, I like Pokemon. That's about it. That's the only thing from Nintendo that I actually like. You know what, man? I'm trying to think, man. Uh. I'm trying to think of the last Nintendo game I've ever played. It, it's it's been some decades. I can't think. Oh uh, wait, no no Zelda, Zelda might have been the last game I. No wait, yeah Zelda was the last game I played for them, and I I just don't care. I don't care for the Switch. I don't care for it enough. We debated on whether or not we were gonna buy Gavin one. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I deal with these things on a constant basis, and stick drift. All the way from desynchronization of the the control pad from the actual unit, mystery ghosting on the screen, charging ports inexplicably frying even if you don't overcharge it, it's not for me. It's 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 not for me. I hate the Wii. I hate the thought of what the Wii represents. It's like if you like play the tennis, Wii. the Wii was hilarious. That's what's wrong with the world, man. If you're gonna play tennis, get outside and play tennis, man. Don't play fake tennis with your kids. Go go play real tennis you know let me stand up on my pulpit and judge you for a second you know what they need to bring back they need to bring back yoshi i want a yoshi game if they bring Yoshi's in if they Island, it, i think they released one last year see it was it good was it any good i don't know steve i clearly didn't play it <laughs> what game do you have on your switch uh pokemon no, not. <laughs> what else <laughs> didn't you buy that thing on a whim yeah, well, the new Pokemon game was coming out, and I wanted to play it, so... Uh, so, at least you got it. Um, Linus and them went to some uh, technology expo where they had, like, the Switch Killer, you know, a piece of technology from Dell that's never actually going to be sold to the population. Had to be plugged in the whole time, and yeah. I was like, this is pretty cool, but... Dell no will never it. fucking... <laughs> Dell will never make anything that'll kill anything ever again. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> you see the name Dell on something, and most people vomit immediately i know i do 
<laughs> you vomit at most things, and I'm, I'm not sure if there That's are other point. people. What you're, they might be vomiting because you're vomiting, and it has nothing to do with the Dell. You just got them all. <laughs> I got them all riled up. <laughs> no, I'm just, we're in the age of weird business practices and mistreatment of the consumer. And why? Because we're all in the position now, especially with COVID, that people are going to do things that they wouldn't do before. Sure. The fact, the fact that you had people creating algorithms to buy up switches in your local Best Buy, Target, Walmart, et cetera. And then they were selling on 800, selling them for like $800 on that eBay. Was pre-COVID Here's, though. That, that, hap- no- that happened with, that happened with the Switch. That happened with the Wii U's. That happened with the Wii's. That happened with the PS4's. That happened with the PS3's. That happens the- when shoes release. That happened when clothing releases. This Here's is not anything thing, new, Steve. Bring Here's me new stuff. Thing. No, this is the weird part that has the has directly to do with COVID. People started buying them. So you have weirdos who will buy gyms. People bought the PS3s for $1,000. <laughs> what do you mean? This has been I happening sold, for decades, sold, my friend. I sold four of them for $400 a pop, and there was nothing in the box. I literally just sold the box itself. It was an amazing time. But this is what I'm saying. It's the mistreatment of the consumer. So it's interesting that we're talking about this now because I was I read a Bloomberg article that predicted this years ago that talked about this type of that talked about this mistreatment. And it's so weird when someone makes such a prophetic claim as that and and we're in that time we're in this time Mm -hmm. now. It's almost if they knew it ahead of time and it's the same thing. This is something that's pissing me off, man. I, I just gotta let it out. The movie theater situation, man. We did that AMC story so many moons ago, right? And mm-hmm. AMC starting to open up back the markets. Obviously, I want people to get their jobs back. Obviously, I want normalcy to return. But I don't want it at the expense of anyone's safety, man. And I'm just not convinced, based off of their feel-good presentation, that they have really thought it through. But you know what? They have done extremely well. They know people are ready to go out and start living their lives again. And I don't blame people for that. I would never sure. begrudge you for having that feeling. But here's what's here's my prediction. In the markets, they're going to test it because it's not going to happen in L.A. It's not going to happen in Manhattan. They're only going to stay stringent with that social distancing until the next big movie comes out. Sure. And then you're going to see a lax on it, right? And then they just take advantage. And that's business. I understand it is a part of that with capitalism. They're going to take advantage on that, man. So you're going to go from three seats apart from each other to, hey, you know what? Because of this release, we're going to bring you two seats together. But it's okay. Everyone's going to be wearing a mask, and we have the filter. And you know, it's just it's this type of stuff that just, it 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 pisses me off. There's no reason for Nintendo to do this. I wish you wouldn't have brought it up. And actually, when I read it and you told me about it before the show, I got a little riled up in my head because you're just taking advantage of people at this point, man. You're absolutely taking advantage of people. And if we had the powers as consumers to say no and stop buying this nonsense, we do. You just yeah. said it. You know, the only way that a business practice changes the same way with microtransactions and and yep. uh, DLCs that are pre-installed on the disc that you purchase. Like, I guarantee the Avengers is going to have the same issue. You have to stop buying the games. You have to stop yeah. pre-ordering the games. You have to speak with your wallet. Unless yeah. you speak with your wallet, no one is going to fucking pay attention to you. Right? Yeah. Until, you know... Uh, Bethesda releases a game that's so bad and Bethesda gets a pass on this by everybody. Bethesda's games are full of bugs, full of fucking glitches and it's on a 10-year-old engine and you know, they get a pass until someone until they don't buy the games, until they yeah. don't buy the DLC packs, until they don't buy the 
the extra fucking microtransactions, no one is even going to notice that anything is different. No, that's 100% true. You know, it's, you know, it's great about this. So being able to have the conversation, because even as I'm thinking about the whole grace and Mandalorian situation, it's the same thing with the movies you consume, but we have to be honest. There are some consumers that turn anything too toxic, right? You got to allow for creative license. So just because I don't like the other three Star Wars movies, do I think Ryan Johnson should be beaten to death in the streets? Should he be harassed for making a horrible movie? No, I just will not buy it. Right. I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's free on Disney plus. I'm not buying it. I don't agree with the Disney plus add on. I don't know if $23 for Mulan is a fair price. So I didn't buy it. Right. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not buying it. I don't even understand the stipulations. Does that mean I own it? Do I get to keep it for the duration? Or is it $23 just to watch it just one time with my family? Sure. So I don't buy it. I don't agree with that, but I will buy the black widow one because I think that's worth my $23 in my family's time. So, you know, uh, Disney saw go, movies on their, on their own site for 23 bucks a pop. We call, we, you called it, man. You called it. You called it. You called you know, it. Uh, I just expect a cut from Disney. That's it. That's all I want. Put a bullet in your head first and I'll help they them do it. Absolutely would. $20. And I'll sell you out right now. <laughs> it is what ahead, it is. Uh, it, it's, uh, it was a clear business practice of exactly what they were going to do. It, it wasn't It wasn't even a, a hard guess, you know? No. The same thing with, I think we're going to see Fortnite and Tencent come out with their own mobile platform at some point. Um, that'll be a thing. I, I think we're going to look back upon it in a, in a few months or a year or two from now and say, you know, we called this one too. Uh, this is talking with a dad. We really should be fucking uh, come here for your best business practices with a dad. Because um, because that's really another one for you. Universal is not going to re- regret the Trolls Two World Tour thing. They're like at this point, like they're what whether with, they we, we they, covered this. Uh, they had the whole beef with AMC and Regal Theaters because they released a movie. They oh, broke and, the they, and they told them to suck it. Right. Yeah. yeah it, like, it doesn't matter. Um, if movie theaters never come back, although it is a very, very fun and good experience, uh, if regular movie theaters like AMC don't ever come back, I don't think it's a bad thing other than the loss of jobs. Um, yeah. You know, if now that being said, 40 millimeter and IMAX and that stuff is a different experience that yes. I would enjoy. Coming um, what's the one where they serve you food during it? Oh, look, I, that's amazing. It's amazing. Those Arc ones. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Arc lights are, I'm thinking of an, I'm thinking of another one. I can't remember the name of it at the moment, but those like, like when you go and have an experience other than to go to watch a movie, I think those should come back and those should be more popular. Um, I don't care for regular movie theaters. I, I think they're kind of overplayed and I don't want to smell the other people around me, to be fair. I think I think we're going to get into some entry-level economics and philosophy, economical philosophy here, but it's like this is what happens when the market gets lazy, right? So mm-hmm. when your, comp- your competition is thin, you set the trend, you do what you want. AMC employed a great deal of people, but AMC set the trend. You know, they kind of had us by the, the the balls for a while there. And I wasn't mad about it. I, you know, I, I do enjoy the experience of going out to a movie. I do like going out to do that type of It's something that I, that I like. It's one of the fun things I enjoy doing. But I don't enjoy being gouged, right? Sure. It's my only option. So when MoviePass came out, I did what every person did. I, protest, I protested with MoviePass. I saw every movie I possibly could because I had been spending $15 to see movies for Forever. some Forever. Yeah, I feel that. And uh, so the next thing is, but I think it's going to revitalize a great American tradition that I heard someone speaking about, and they just had such a great time, which was the drive-in theater. Depending on how long this whole COVID thing lasted, I'm like, so you took your family out? And like, yeah, man, it was great. 
you know, we were in our car, we're safe. And the best yeah. part about it was my kids got to experience something that people thought was dead. It was like, you know, it sounded be an interesting off. business practice right now. Yeah. <laughs> he said it sounded great over his car system, his stereo system too. Car, like, car stereos are amazing now. Yeah. <laughs> right. A, a modern car stereo system is incredible. Just the default one is very, very good. Right. Yeah. And if you spend any money on on an upgraded one, either within the option packages for the car or, you know, through your own volition, then it is an incredible experience. I'm sure. Yeah. I got to make a few it, phone calls. I'm going to open up a drive in theater. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. I, uh, no, 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 I, no, no, I, no. I didn't say I was going to call you. Yeah. I'm going to go make a few phone calls. Look, I know a few Eastern Europeans that it gets you started. It'd be great. Don't worry. This time it's going to be better than what happened to the last guy. Okay. That, All right. that, was, okay. that was, that was, that was mostly his fault. Uh, Zach, what are you going to do tomorrow, man? I, I, I don't know. That's tomorrow. I have no idea what I'm going to do tomorrow. You're going to answer that question one day, man. I'm going to ask you what you're going to do tomorrow, and you're going to be able to tell me. Because I think Sunday's coming up, so I want to know what you're doing tomorrow, and then I want to know what's going on Sunday. What's your stream? What's happening? I don't know what I'm playing tomorrow. Um, I might play DayZ. I might play more 20. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I generally don't know what I'm playing on stream until I sit in front of the computer and then like, okay, I'm like, all right, well, I got my buffalo chicken sandwich here and I got my computer here where it normally is. So this this is very nice and cozy and comfortable. Um, I'm going to scroll. Oh, okay. There's games. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, I haven't played RuneScape in a while. Yep. Okay. And then I just decide what I'm going to play. Um, Sunday, will be Hawaiian shirt Sunday for sure. Just to hear you say it, it's an American tradition, uh, it's, man. It's a it's a me tradition for sure. Um, <laughs> so you should get a little palm trees and stuff like that. Maybe a short person to to stand next to you with a little shirt on, with a little Hawaiian shirt on. I could do that. And not not yeah. well, not that of that. I could do the palm tree thing though. Um, <laughs> what you got something against short people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're getting to a dangerous place, man. We're getting to a dangerous place. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I'm playing. So if you want to tune in and, and be surprised, be my guest for sure. Um, yeah, that's it. Steve, you want to take us out? Uh, you know what, folks? Thanks for tuning in to another great episode. You know where to find us, but if you've been following us on Anchor, we really appreciate it. You can catch all our podcasts on Spotify, Google Cast, uh, Apple Podcasts, and it's all talking with a dad. In some instances, it's talking with a dad, one word. Make sure to give us a like, subscribe, and share on the YouTube channel, and check us out at the website, aptly named talkingwithadad.com. Find us on all our social media platforms, and please join the Discord. You guys have unlimited access to Zach on the Discord, and if you have comments or complaints about shows, just hit a nat symbol, and you can be in there with him right now. It's a good point. Thanks for having. It's a good point, right? Thanks for having us. Good night.